0: some thunderous punches and he just wouldn't go he just wouldn't go, go. He, would go. he went up the floor he would go
1: there's only a matter of time before he went he went down first and went down last and that's
2: all she wrote I went to say well done to him and he wouldn't have any of it man's a sore loser and really? a proper shit house. That's, that's the true heart of a cowardly man when he won't shake a better man's hand,
1: shake not, hand not once the three times a beating you know today wasn't my greatest night two year out of the ring wasn't all there completely, but I still did enough to be victorious and show that and balls like a lion again. There's nobody touching it.
0: Nobody. He's a, a, a bear of a man.
3: Yo 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 yo. Sir, 61, 10 count, two thirds of the
1: staff co-host brandy no co-host brandy co-host brandy getting her eyelashes done and microblading done. she's going to get all girl done. okay
3: brandy do your thing well shout out to co-host brandy you know, of course of course maybe she'll
1: pop in and she'll be like hey guys no, it's just... <laughs> the day she I told does her, the day I she told does her one of these days yeah i, I told her one of these days when uh when you sign me in there she instead of me sitting here it'll be her sitting here laughing She'll say, you know what I mean? Look, you're laughing already. I told her you laugh, right? You guys will laugh your ass off. That's what it's I like. I'm popping the video and it's her sitting here. Saying, I mean. That's what it becomes a video podcast just for the lols. Just. Like, like,
3: what the fuck? Big, I would cry laughing, actually. I honestly would. <laughs> I honestly freaking would. Uh, shout out to my Red Sox. ALCS bound, baby. Uh, Bruce not here so I can laugh at him because his team's a couple laps behind. But it's kind of crazy to think. <laughs> Baseball playoffs move so fucking fast, man. Like last week we were talking, it was that one hitter quitter. And now here we are. Eight wins away. I almost said seven wins away. Eight wins away from a World Series. So good times. Shout out to my Wanderers. Big win yesterday. One and nil over the league leaders. Pacific in a playoff spot now. Uh, Temporarily, potentially, hopefully not. Um, The team chasing them right now. York has a game in hand. And uh, Valor out of Winnipeg are a few points back now too they put their noses back and shit so shout out to the boys huge win that's the second one in the last couple of weeks that not that they had no business winning but you know how the underdog system works ain't yep. no thing for but a chicken wing for my wanderers, man so it was wonderful um how you been brother what's new what's what's popping how you how you holding up how was thanksgiving how was the family do you guys get to enjoy a regular one or was it still kind of secluded
1: it was somewhat regular, irregular. We did the whole Thanksgiving dinner with the family and stuff like that, but we actually did it up at the campground this year. At, compared to doing it at her mother's house, um, so they had the big smoked turkey and all that stuff going on, and, and everything was done on the smoker and the barbecue, and it was good. It was good stuff. But um, no, other than that, man, we kind of just chilled out. I've I've kind of been going ham trying to get ready for this weekend coming up, October sixth. We're gonna be in just trying to, you know, get my body ready, trying to stretch out, trying to you know, build up as much muscle, mu- muscle mass as I possibly can within a week's time. And up. just trying to get ready, trying to focus on it. So how many, how many shows this month? Two, three. I got uh, unofficially and I'm saying unofficially because new rules broke out, but yeah. unofficially I have three shows. Um, two of them are a hundred percent go because they're run by Nova Scotia company. Yeah. But one of them is for a New Brunswick based company, a Moncton based company. And, uh, I don't know what their restrictions are like and where they're coming from from you know whatever. So I'm I'm gonna guess because they're coming into Bear River, Nova Scotia. Mm. So I don't know what the restrictions are gonna be like trying to get back in their own province afterwards and stuff like that. And so I can I can see that show being canceled as of yesterday or the day before I checked in on it and there was no word as of yet. So I'll have to wait and see. I was I was worried about the Fight League Atlantic folks. Shout out to them. Hope to
3: have um I don't know if it's Dave. Pardon me if I messed up your name, brother. Somebody from the crew on the show here in the next week. I and mean, I mean, if you boys are available too, definitely join me. But um, they've got the event coming up. I think it's this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. And with all the New Brunswick, the boom in the numbers and, and the restrictions and stuff, I was worried for them. But they still got the Coliseum booked. It's looking like the tickets are still on sale. So I'm happy to hear that anything in New Brunswick seems to still be a go. Um, but you said it it feels like we're kind of drifting back into that interprovincial bullshit where like we're going to all be separated again. I, I, I don't wish it on it, but I mean, what do we have in Nova Scotia? I think it was 90 or 90 cases or something, but over four days, that ain't that bad. And and, it's not not. like I I'm, I'm feeling really good about how things are going here. I mean, the schools have been tough. They've been saying that if they gave more of an at-home option for the kids, that's like half the cases. I don't believe that, but I mean, you know, I peruse my Reddit, and this person seems pretty credible. They had a lot of upvotes on their comment, and they said, you know, a good percentage of the cases are either school based cases or the spread is coming from school. So, like, a pe- kid taking it to school, spread it to other kids, then those kids spread it to their parents, then maybe their parents spread it to work. Like, I hate this shit. I cannot wait till we're done talking about it, man, but it's. Not going anywhere anytime soon, I don't
1: think. With every passing we gotta day, we got to learn to live with this shit.
3: That's it. There's no other. We got to
1: learn. It's it's a part of our life now, so it is yeah. what it is.
3: Is it going to be like
1: the flu, or
3: is the, I? I was just saying to all them guys, like I'm worried that their government's going to try to reach back and grab the flu and do what they're doing with COVID. So then we got to worry about two fucking viruses being mandatory a year. Because I'll tell you one thing, man. If they try to push the flu shot
1: on people. That's what I'm saying. It's like we've lived our whole lives. I mean, I really don't want to get into this because either. But I'm I, not I, trying to hear people's fucking complain about what I got to say. But it's like the flu. The actual flu has been killing children for years, yep. And nobody batted an eye during this flu season. Didn't even bat an eye at it, yep. But now we got this thing, this COVID thing, where it's kids get sick, and, and but it's very rare where it's a deadly disease for a kid, and it's like we shut down the schools, we shut down the whole world. You know what I mean? It's just, I'm over, bro. I'm Me so, too. I'm so over this shit. Man. And that's
3: the other, yeah, like I said, it's the only reason I even kind of like drifted into that part of the whole thing is like, here's Thanksgiving couple, couple months now is going to be Christmas. So He's got to go pee. <laughs> that's wonderful. And the people will hear that at home too. Little man's got to go pee quick hiatus. Two, one, Hiatus pause. Oh, Sorry, brother. Kids, man. Kids, kids, kids. kids. Hey, you got to pee? No, you got to use the bathroom? No, you want any water? No, no, no. And then you start recording and I got to go pee.
1: I got to pee. You want to drink of water? (laughs) No, the only reason (laughs) I I bring it it up is I'm busting through the room any minute now. (laughs) It'd be funny. That would be kind of funny. Um,
3: No, the only reason I even like kind of drifted into that was just because like we've got Christmas around the corner. I mean, my parents. They are they, they're in Ontario right now. Actually, they're on their way home uh, tomorrow from when the people will hear this. And if, if it feels good to, like, see people getting out, enjoying a normal holiday season. And even with this thing creeping back into our full time lifestyle as the homeboy brew joins us. Good, sir. What up, Uncle Brew? What up, what up? Just talking COVID shit. You know how we do on the 10 count. We talk social matters before we talk the good. fights um but basically what i'm uh, just just to catch up uh, m- just basically talking like it did feel a little more normal this year and almost abnormal in a way like uh, truth was saying it was kind of anormal or what did you what was the term you use? sorry truth um Bad
1: usual slash unusual
3: yeah like he, they, they went out to the campground and made the best as they could because there's no limit restrictions but People are calling cops on people who got like 25, 30 people over at their house. The cops have been showing up and they're like, well, are you guys all vaccinated? It's crazy to me. Like, we're actually at that time. And I'm thinking to myself, come Christmas time, if the cases are still up and this paperwork vaccination passport thing is still as contentious as it is right now, you imagine cops showing up to people's houses and checking people's pay- like we could be getting am just like truth was saying, bro, before we popped on, man, we got to learn to live with this. This is not living with this. Yeah. This is making this life and, and we got to we got to find a way to get through this. And, um, you know, we've we've seen some events fall through. Uh, there's a boxing event at the forum, actually, the same night you got wrestling, I think, truth on the 30th. So I'm trying to I'm trying to do a I'm trying to do a double event that night. I, I told Brett already. I texted him. I said, bro, I might miss your pro debut. I'm sorry. I can't miss truth in the room. <laughs> but he understood. And I, I said to him, I said, it's beautiful to me that we got boxing. And wrestling the same night, October thirtieth. I, I mean, uh, I always pronounce it wrong. A uh, uh, Kaizen, Kaizen wrestling. Kaizen. Yeah, they they just rebooked an event. Um, I think it's called a uh, full capacity at All the gate. I don't know the date, but it's just nice to see normalcy is getting back into the picture. Yep. But I'm just worried that as we start to get back to normal, you know what I'm saying? They just take it away, and I'm not the conspiracy head, but like. It was crazy this weekend because this was the most I've been out doing stuff like went to the game, went to restaurants, went to places that were non-essential. And I'm that guy who's not bringing my license or my ID everywhere because I'm the one who loses it. So I bring my health card everywhere. And, you know, some people are basically telling me it's not good enough. And I'm like, what? I know that you need a picture ID. I sound a little bit petty. You know, obviously, you should bring a photo ID to prove you're who you are, but My health card, I'm me, I'm giving you my passport, they match. The guy at the Wanderers Grounds asked me to actually go in my pictures and find a picture of myself. (laughs) I'm like, you guys are making this so easy, but so difficult at the same time. Like, and I'm on Reddit reading fake vaccine passes and people just like snitching and I'm like, someone's going to die. And, and I'm not even saying like this to connect it, but shout out to my friend, Sabrina Brady. Um, she had a patron put his fucking hand around her neck today and just losing his mind because of this shit. And this yep. is like it, it to me, it's, it's just like, when are we going to live with it? Because if we don't soon, there's going to be more instances of aggression. And have you guys heard about the sit-ins? The media aren't talking about it, but I know. People are going to restaurants. People are going to the mall. People are going to stores, going in the bathrooms and not leaving. I'm not joking. <laughs> Happened at the Halifax shopping yeah. center last week. There were six of them. They went to the men's bathroom, unvaccinated. Oh, no so masks. I was just
1: going to say, are these unvaccinated yep. people? That's why they're not leaving. They're unvaccinated. No masks. You know what I'm
3: saying? Just like we don't agree with this shit. Go into the bathroom. All of them whipped their pants down and sat in the stall for hours. People are trying to use the bathroom. There's no fucking bathrooms because these people are protesting. They ended up having to book out the food court for like a half hour to bring the cops in. And people were in the mall. It's like, there were a couple snaps. You could finally, like, you know, on Snapchat, there's the map. I used it that day, the mm. whole goddamn day, pressing on the mall. No homo, just to see all these dudes with their pants down, getting dragged out the bathrooms <laughs> by the cops. But this is where oh, we're at, bro. Jesus. Wooden monkey showing up at the door, walking past people, sitting down, no mask, coughing and sneezing Mm -hmm. on them and basically asking to be served. And you know what? I'm not one of the people that are against what happened on Argyle Street. I am. a, am kind of a fan of that silent, witty type of protest. I thought it was really edgy. I'm not giving them props. I'm just saying, God damn, bringing fucking tables and chairs to the middle of Argyle Street just to have dinner, just to protest the businesses. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I got to give y'all props. That's some creative ass shit. But the reality is, is this is where we're at now, three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, when unvaccinated people aren't allowed to go to their families' houses for Christmas, for Easter. You know what I'm saying? We could get to that point. And if we get to that point, man, I fear violence. I fear actual violence and I'm not trying to throw it out in the universe or give people like, you know what I mean? It's just me thinking out loud. This is the point of this podcast That's why people will appreciate that we have these discussions at the top, at the start of our conversations about mixed martial arts, because it kind of kills two birds with one stone. We have been saying things over the last few weeks, months that people are maybe uncomfortable saying, but they're thinking it. And we had a few reactions from our discussion last week about women's sports on both ends of the spectrum. There were some people that were a little disappointed that we were talking the way we were talking. But at the end of the day, if we don't do it, who is? You've Mm -hmm. got to break ice. We can't get to a point B if we don't break point A. And I'm just putting this out in the universe, this whole COVID, maybe things are going to get violent because I really want business owners and people who are enforcing these these laws and everything else to really, truly, honestly look at their budgets, hire security, do what you have to do to protect yourself. The people out there protesting, 90% of y'all, 95% of y'all, I support you. I genuinely do. I know some of you personally. I love you. And I'll never, ever, ever ever turn against you because of this shit that's part of the problem but you 5% not you got to calm the fuck down
2: you know yeah. you got to calm the fuck down that's what down. Tim Houston said when he was when he said you know take it out on me take it on us don't take it out on the you workers. know like and you know i feel 100%. the worst for like the restaurant and bar industry well I'm like my friends are not running at 100% employee right that's so how it. can they i i agree they should hire security but they can't afford it yeah right and then it's like can the government pony up money to hire one security guard for each bar and wrestler? Like, you know what I mean? Something. Yeah. I don't and know.
3: That's, and that's just it. Like we've got, we, we've got a security over shortage in the city. There's a ton of companies, but not enough employees. Yeah. It's just like, exactly. you know, I've, I've been seeing it at the Wanderers games. It's gotten to the point now where they're just waving people through, show me your passport. We don't even need to see your ticket. Like it's almost gotten yeah. to that point. I mean, they're doing an amazing job. I'm not talking shit at all. They're, they're doing an incredible job, but, this is where we're at. You're like we're in this, we're learning as we go. And it's just fucked. Like, it's really fucked to me. Like, I, will we ever live through something like this again? Like my dad was saying before he left for Ontario, we were having a couple conversations about it. And he said, it can't really get worse. We've seen the worst of it. The only thing that can get worse is the actual physical virus, whatever comes next. If there is a next, you know, we've seen the worst of our society because of this already, this has literally brought out the worst of the worst. It can't really truly get worse than this. So, um, brew, how was your Thanksgiving? And, and, uh, yeah, like I, was, I asked truth at the jump, like, was it normal? Did you kind of have any kind of normalcy or was it still kind of secluded?
2: Um, a little bit of both. Uh, I didn't get to see my dad probably first time in a while. Um, you know, but he was, he was at my sister's, so at least they got to see him and he got to see, you know, his grandkids from that end. But like my brother and I, you know, we get together every couple of years. We just spoke through text and you know, he's uh my brother's not vaccinated and, and things like that. And he's staying with my dad right now. So he's you know, living in the basement apartment, so he's trying to stay away from dad as much as he can. You know, dad's almost eighty. His health isn't the best, best right now, but he's, you know, healthy for his age. But um, so yeah, it's 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 kind of messed up our whole family dynamic when it comes to holidays. Not that it's a holiday, but you know what I mean. Um yeah, honestly, man, I just had a quiet weekend with the kids and just, you know, did my thing. And we had a little bit of food yesterday and, you know, nothing, nothing major.
3: As normal as you can make it, in all honesty, as normal mm-hmm. as you can make it. Um, and real quick, too, before we move on um, to the next topic, I got to actually ask both of you guys this because um, truth, your your boy's in school, school, right? Or is he still in pre-K? Pardon me
1: for forgetting this. No, he's in primary now. He's in primary now. So does he get homework? Uh, he hasn't yet, but I don't yeah. know. They might have sent himself home. It's so not like he's going to tell me he's got homework. <laughs> Fuck homework. <laughs> I think it is the most outdated concept of anything
3: I have ever seen in my entire life. I can't believe it. When 100%. you said homework, bro. I said teachers mm-hmm.
1: still do that.
3: What? Yeah. Like, I know yeah, some. one t- has
2: homework. I mean, not every day, but.
3: That's crazy to me. Like To me, like the best way, I always said that it's the best way to bridge the education system and fill some of the potholes in the game. You don't send the kids home with homework or work to do. Holla at the parents. Tell the parents, okay. read this, do this with your kid, A, B, C, D. <clears throat> then you as the parent are not, uh, I'm trying to think of the, not the word, because well, obviously, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know where I'm getting at with this, though, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was I was going to say, like, uh, the thing I do like about LeBron's, because LeBron's in French immersion. Okay. So, The thing I do like about his homework is is it's right now it's mostly reading. So I'm actually sitting down with him. His mother's actually sitting down with him and reading. So I'm a little more proficient than she was in French. Like, you know, as far as remembering from way back in high school, but we're both kind of learning on the fly again. And some of it's coming back to me. So it, I don't mind that side of it, you know, and you get to sit down with your kid, which is, you know, the stats are there. I've, I've given speeches on it. I've, I've talked to you know many parent centers how effective it is to read with your kids just for their own you know mentality and just for their education purposes It, it you, you know you breed smarter more intelligent children when the red two is young young kids. straight so, up
3: and that's where like where my homework yeah. concept is at like forcing the parents almost or the guardian or whoever's taking care of the kid to sit down and do the work and if that Option isn't available. I mean, there were times I was growing up where my dad was in the Navy. My mom was working late. I wasn't going home to my parents. I was going home to a babysitter or Mm -hmm. to a family member's house. Sometimes my grandparents' house, full circle. Here I am with my grandfather. But this is my point. There was always, I was lucky for the most part, a parent-teacher connection and i find nowadays that is so like mm-hmm. wide the gap is wide there's that it, it, and it's crazy with all these forms of communication in 2021 yeah the connection yeah. between the teachers and the parents is so boom so mm-hmm. to me i always saw parent induced homework for lack of better terms as the best way to create that environment and that culture that you were just talking about bru there is more mm-hmm. of a retention in um, a sponge of learning and education when you're doing something with your kid, my son teaches me a ton and I'm not even exaggerating, right? Like obviously exaggerating and pretending you're learning with your child is a great way of uh, enforcing yeah. their learning, but it's even more fun when the teacher is giving you something that maybe you don't know, you don't understand. And, you know, we're talking about literally Thanksgiving uh, 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 indigenous day that we were just talking about last episode, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What a perfect way to generate the conversation and the knowledge, mm-hmm. like read this book with your kids, maybe watch this with your kids. It's on YouTube. You all got internet. And if you don't, mm-hmm. they can come to an after-school session or something like there's tons of ways they can do it. I only bring it up just because when you said <laughs> you were doing homework with Levon, I was like homework.
1: Oh <laughs> man, they still yeah, well, do funny, that. It's, shit? it's funny that you say that because it's like, it's, you know, October. Now my kids has been to school for a few weeks and it's like, I haven't even met his teacher yet.
2: Mm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> i've met his teacher once when that's she was a- coming out at the end of the day going to her car and that's a COVID thing they don't want the parent you know I mean? teacher like, it's so yeah. sad it's so stupid and it's just we couldn't like- even take our our five-year-old son going into school for the first time into this class mm-hmm. with him and it, no they wrecked him out of our hands and, and dragged him into the school it was like see <laughs> it, goodbye like we couldn't even say goodbye to him he was gone before he even knew it like, jesus it was just- yeah and yeah so it's i don't know i'm a i'm no, I don't even know if we have a planned parent teacher coming anytime soon. I don't know if they're still doing that or what. Like a... yeah, yeah, they
2: they they should you should I think it's like by the end of October, first week of November. Okay. Um yeah, I know it's everything's like a phone call or online now. Mm. Yeah, LeBron hasn't had an in-person parent teacher since he's been in school. So I, they've definitely gone like, you know, COVID style virtual, virtual. Or phone or like a Google <laughs> yeah, or like a Zoom call or something like that, but
1: yeah oh, thank times, god man. we made it through our school years of this shit man because i know honest to god
2: uh, yeah. i was at i dropped levon off this morning and i was talking to um the vice principal is a really good friend of mine Play ball with him at the mount e mccray aka wheezy if you know him chris yeah um, straight up the og coached, legend yeah bro. coached the mount for almost 20 OG. years but uh after plato he um we're just talking about this, and i was like you know levon's this is his normal i can't wait to see like for him to see what a real school year is like. And he looked at me and said, this is their normal. This is probably going to be the next five, 10 years. Who yep. knows? Yep. Right. So it's, it's kind of like disheartening a bit, but I mean, it, you know, he's getting by, he's loving school. He's, it is what it is. So as long as he's happy, man, I'm not, you know, sometimes as parents, we worry a little too much about certain things that we can't control. And he, he really put me at ease when he said that he goes, this is, this is their normal though. Exactly. just thinking you- it that
1: way? we're we're comparing it with what we grew up with right like yeah are these yeah. kids gonna have school dances and all that shit again boomer, like, you know I mean? boomer that, nostalgia they gonna have school days anymore like is that kind no,
3: of right not to not to <laughs> you not,
1: know
3: not to saying? make it a joke but it's yeah. boomer we're, we're we're you we're have literally a school
2: dance but you got to be in zones <laughs>
3: 25 person zone. 25 person uh
2: floor
1: limit 25 person floor limit <laughs> Only 15 people can do the cha-cha slide just <laughs> to yeah, yeah. play it again next time. <laughs> what are you going to do with
2: DMS camels on, though? The whole place is going to go. Blue what? tickets get the cha-cha <laughs>
1: slide first round. <laughs> oh,
0: shit.
2: That is fucking funny. Oh,
3: that's funny. Or oh, you yeah, have a Zoom dance party. That was, that was one of the things that popped in my head, too, because like Jackson's first day of soccer was just on Saturday. And, you know, me and his mother waiting at the door, having to show our IDs and our vaccine proof. Then we go in. Meanwhile there's kids whose parents aren't vaccinated and they're like at like at the door literally like the last second like okay love you buddy bye and then that parent is sitting out their parking lot for an hour and a half yeah hoping that yeah. their kid doesn't cry or you know what i mean and i've watched yeah. a couple kids literally
2: turn around right back out yeah that was junior junior's 3 weeks into soccer and he didn't go the first week we went in as yeah. soon as I left, he was like, "No, nah, I'm not having this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So like, but like, you know, the wearing the mask and they actually
3: had to keep their distance in the hallway, which was absolutely hilarious because when you walked in, there's like 30 people in this fucking room that's <laughs> like the size of a foyer. But you know, it was it was uh, it was fun. I mean, uh, all these sides. I mean, seeing my son enjoying the sport that I grew up loving and at listening to the coaches and everything like there was some, all the fun stuff about it. But like. Some of these kids were running around with masks on, and I'm just like, yeah, same as juniors. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, Jackson wasn't. Most of the kids weren't, but some were, and I'm just like, that is just, it breaks my heart. This is normal, yep. like a pair of socks. Like it's it's just it's it's yep. sad. It's really sad, and you know, we're talking about the flu. You know, the masking good to stop the flu bug. You know, washing your hands. There's a lot of good intangibles and morals when it comes to hygiene and yep. health. That we have learned from COVID that our kids, I think, yeah. probably wouldn't have learned as urgently if this didn't. Well, let's be honest, though. Where,
1: where are you hearing that at right now? Where are you hearing health and shit about right now? You're not. You're hearing about get a vaccine. Get a and vaccine. And
3: that's a good point. That is a good point. Because the hand you're washing. About, you know, the hand,
1: take some vitamins and get exercise. And you're not, you're yeah. not hearing shit about that. Not <laughs> even a little bit. Stay indoors and get a jab twice. That's
3: because that's that's Johnson & Johnson can't get the copyright for zinc an iron you know what i'm saying bro <laughs> this is where the whole corporate conspiracy is <laughs> hey man i gotten some i got i'm not gonna say i gotten some shit for that but i did actually have a listener message me and say you're not one of those ivermectin believers blah 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 i fucking screenshot my double vax proof i was like
1: shut up there Just you go shut up like it's a fucking award-winning medication done by you <laughs> uh, for human to, like it's like People are so fucking stupid, man. Like, yeah, this is what That's, my dad was I, saying. We're seeing the worst about last of society. week
2: about the bullying and the stuff and bingo. You know, I saw a guy the other day and I, it drives me nuts only because like right away when people say like, oh, have you noticed like the flu went away since COVID came? Well, yeah, no one's going to the doctor or the fucking hospital anymore. They're sitting home and taking the flu bingo. and fucking staying home from work for three days. Yep. Of course, there's no fucking, you know what I mean? Like. Yep. And this guy like, oh, oh no there's who no knows... flu <laughs> like yeah and if it is
1: a flu case for all we know they're marking it down as a covid case well yeah, there like... was there was a bit of a,
3: a a conspiracy it was that in california i think it was where the the covid tests were a bunch of false negatives but they were coming up positive because they were actually yeah. reading the influenza strain which people were <laughs> like uh i just missed two weeks of work because you told me i had covid yeah. and then you just called me <laughs> after i just fucking quarantined and i'm positive Two weeks later, yeah. yeah, to tell me I had and a false negative. So what's this positive <laughs> here? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, so what's this positive? Yeah. Like,
1: I just yeah. I, no I, question yeah. Fauci, question Fauci, question science.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
3: did you see that meme actually? And I'm, this is one of the last social topics we'll talk about before we get to the combat sports. Uh, the Fauci documentary versus the Chappelle stand up. Like the ratings. my oh Jesus? So
1: no. the, so, no. so the
3: the Fauci the I'm Fauci Chappelle killed him. So Chappelle got like the 95% from the like the fans, but yeah. the critics was like 20% typical Chappelle stand-up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. Fauci
3: documentary was like 90-95% by the critics, and the people it was like less than 10%. <laughs> oh
1: my Jesus. Wasn't that Chappelle's last uh, stand up too? Where it was for like Netflix, Netflix, on yeah. tomatoes and the fans had like 999 percent Yeah, yeah. Uh sticks and, and stones, then, sticks and
3: stones was, was the, the record holder for a very long time i think it was recently broken and i think it was recently broken when he did the last um actual full stand-up because one of the stand-ups he got away with doing that eight twenty-four. there he is what's up little man levon how you doing
2: buddy video oh what are you playing what are you playing he said i'm
1: playing draw stick man too
3: Ooh, okay, okay.
2: Go back to bed, okay?
3: Growing up too fast, man. Growing yeah. up too fast. Night-night, too buddy. quick. Too Bye. quick. Bye, buddy. You take care, okay? Good seeing you, LeVon, man. uh, oh, bro, I miss him. He went from being no shy to being literally social as can be, man. Wow. Oh, and he's tall as shit. Well, I just saw him. I was assuming yeah. he was standing right next to you sitting down. So, like, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Oh true. man. You got time.
2: that KD build. That's where time is. <laughs> That's, that's where time is. went, man. That's where yeah. time went. That's that's literally
3: where time went, man. The time is with that's our it. children. The time is with our children. Yeah, it is. And like I, I just walked with Jackson while the sun was down. I would never do that normally just because we got a lot of idiots that walk with their dogs off leashes and stuff. Mm. And mm-hmm. so, you know, once 8, 8 thirty nine o'clock comes around, I don't let him really drift. But right before we logged on, I took him for a walk around the block and it was just like time. We got to slow it down. You know, that boy could have went to sleep at 7, 730, but he's already asleep. He's already on to tomorrow. No, he, he's got to enjoy today. I'm not even trying to be corny or like cheesy, but, you know, I'm 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 getting to that point with life and COVID has brought me there. It just sucks. It took me over 30 years to get to this point in my life because I was the type of person that would nap all day. I'm the type of person that would say no to plans. I'm the type of person that would rather be by myself at times or just chill with the same old homies. Now I want to do everything and I can't even if I'm double vaccinated and that's where I'm just so frustrated. So like, I just time, man, I just
1: try to preserve time through my children. That's, that's what it is, man. That's what it is. But I'm just over here laughing. Cause I feel like when you're speaking, I'm just looking into a mirror talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear, bro, It's the exact same scenario. Man. Hell shit, like, man. Yep. Uh, we I, have I, our I, kids are mostly the same age.
3: Like I know Bru's kids are in the same age range too, but you've been a father for over two decades, Bru, not to age you, but mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like you, maybe are getting the same perspective that me and truth are getting now as newer fathers, but Mm -hmm. you've probably had a time in your life in the past where you've had that reflection, you've had that reality check. And now you're Mm -hmm. probably seeing that like truth said, a reflection, looking in the mirror, like maybe you're seeing us, maybe that happened. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to make it sound old, bro. I'm just,
2: I'm just saying like COVID (laughs) COVID has. No, it's, it's only because like my, yeah i, I was yeah. gonna say like i'm more similar to guys just in the fact that when my 18 year old was was coming up like levon's age i was on tour all the time so I, I did miss a lot of his younger years so levon was like my first start to finish like their birth like you know what i mean like everything 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 so as much as i you know was a father for Devonte, um you know i did miss a lot so i going through with- but LeVon was really my first time as going through everything, you know? Gotcha, yeah. So same perspective, though. It's like the other night I was sitting there and like Junior just got out of the crib or the playpen. So now he's in a big, big boy bed, we call it. But uh, I, I'm getting the bunk beds, but I can't afford it yet. So they're sleeping in my bed and I'm sleeping on the couch. So, but they take three or four hours to get to fucking sleep. You <laughs> know what I mean? So I'm like yelling at them and blah, blah. Then I, I really sat down yesterday and I was like, you know what? When well, my bro- my half brother, Jeff, used to come over and stay at our, our place. Like we were f- up all night giggling and shit. So like, why am I worried about them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're tired in the morning. But as long as they're, you know, they're having fun, I, c- I can't take it too serious. You know what I mean?
1: Shout out to Co-host Brandy, bringing in the coffee. Uh, Co-host hey, Brandy. You know? Hello, Co-host Brandy. <laughs> bro,
3: that's, that's, yeah. that, that is a perfect concept of what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Maybe you slept all day as a child. But when you remember being in, like, wrestling, that's how I literally mm-hmm. fell in love with wrestling. I wasn't watching it at 8, 9 p.m. And I certainly wasn't watching it at 8, 9 a.m. We were up at 1, 2 in the morning watching the reruns of Raw on TSN or Spike mm-hmm. TV when they had all the different, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Memories. Why yeah. get mad? Like, J- Jackson might be up until, like, 10, 1030 tonight. Sorry, Sam. Um, but, like... he's gonna like in the morning he's gonna be like oh daddy blah 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 i was up late you know he might be tired but you know what that's a memory if he was to bed early he had to have a couple dreams but he ain't gonna have no memories he just went to bed you know i i i I like that that was a perfect little example of what i was getting at bro i appreciate that because that was me you know i shout out to my buddy jeff man floss the reason i love saturday night live to this day shout out to Deontay Wilder,
0: was
3: was that, you know, his mom would make sure we were down at like 10, 1030. But man, Charlene wasn't coming to check on us. She didn't give a shit. And we were up until three in the morning, sometimes four in the morning. And then we were up at eight in the morning watching Bob Ross on PBS because we could smell the eggs and bacon cooking. But that's just what it is, man. Like, you know, I'm not hating on anybody for parenting with, you know, time restrictions and stuff it is required for many but as much as you can let your kid live a little bit and liberate themselves from being under this structure and especially in the world we live in today man just have have a little bit of fun with them and let them have a little bit of fun without you i
1: guess is the best way yeah, and that's what it. i was going to bring it back like that's kind of a little bit background to the original concept it's like yeah. this whole covid thing man and and the lockdowns and having i mean i I hate to say it like this because conspiracy theorists are gonna love it but having your freedoms taken away from you so to speak you Mm -hmm, know what i mean and mm -hmm. it's it's the little things like no, not being able to take into a pool anymore you know what i mean like it's 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 those kind of little things that really change perspective on you know time and and what Mm -hmm. you do with what you have that's available so it's yeah it's this pandemic. is has, has been a blessing, as almost as much as it's been a curse. There's been a lot of good things that that can come out of this that you can look mm-hmm. at, but mm-hmm.
2: it's just it's it's how you look at it. It's all it is. Yeah, yeah. You know what? To just to reiterate on that point, like it is the blessing and the curse for me. The pandemic hit. I just had Zara in March. Um, junior was like not even two. Uh, LeBron was four. So like you know, I got a double stroller for Junior and Zara, is, yeah right i'm walking with levon who's 4 who's trying to keep him like from running off and uh like the playgrounds were all closed playgrounds were closed pools are everything's closed sorry LeVon's not to cut not to cut. i'm
3: cutting you off really quick cuz you're yeah. literally and i missed the first 15 20 seconds of what you're getting at i was going to say this exact same thing and i missed the first 15 se- but literally like not having the playgrounds the paths mm-hmm. you know like fuck yeah
2: what well, i was saying like so Let's just say, like, you know, you had, you know, one girl and she's five. Like, w- one thing I found with LeVon was he was smart enough to know, like, okay, this sucks. But he questioned it a couple of times and then he started to understand. But having him, who was four at the time, or, yeah, yeah I think he was around four. And then Zara was just born in March. The pandemic hit right before that. And then Junior was not even two. I'm just off a breakup don't have an apartment yet i'm sleeping one bedroom in my dad's house with all three kids you know what i mean a couple nights a week and just navigating like we can't go to the playground we can't go to the pool we can't do this we can't do that and the the babies don't know you know what i mean so they just ride for the cause wherever i want to do one the one little i guess blessing of it was the point i'm trying to get at is i learned more value of being in the house with the kids right even though they're different ages and it stretches and it really taught LeVon also to be uh, a little more responsible. And I've been seeing a lot of things online. Like, don't don't let your kids, you know, or don't make your kids do chores too early. Don't do that. Like, I'm, a, I'm on the opposite side of that. You're never too young. LeVon's been picking up after himself, cleaning, making his bed. You know what I mean? So and, you're just and, like me
1: then. You don't like participation trophies.
2: No, hell no. Yeah, hell okay. no. I got so many arguments online over that. And, uh, you know, it's... Um, I
3: like a participation award. I don't like a participation trophy. Let your kid know good try, good effort. Tell them the good they did. Reinforce the good they did. But this whole, you did your very best. No, let your kid know where they didn't do their very best. That is how we all evolve. That's not even me trying to be overly conceptual. As parents, and I I say this to Jackson all the time, and, and I'm talking about chores, this boy loves taking down the garbage and the bottles and the paper and everything. He loves it. Why does he love it? He can sort it. So if he puts a can in the garbage, I tell him, dude, why would you do that? You got to put the cans well, in and the they like And
2: they right? like making us happy too, right? It's oh, you know That's why I say the, the value of being home with the babies and being like in the middle of changing Zara, but I don't have the wipes. I'm like, LeBron, can you go grab the wipes? Okay, daddy. And, you know, it, it just, he, he grew up a lot in the little year and a half since COVID when I've had the other two. And I've had to lean on him even though he was young. You know, I'm not making him do Atlanta shit but it's something that as age he should be doing. You know what I mean? And yeah. now I'm starting to see Junior picking up his toys and shit. It's it's so it they feed off each other, right? So I, I definitely I feel for everyone that had kids through COVID, but especially the parents like single parents with multiple kids. Yep. I struggled, man. I really did. But I mean, I'm starting to come around now and you know, it's uh definitely a learning experience. But hey, Chris, you dude, just going on the topic of the sports thing. I won't go on to because we'll be here another hour but we coach division one, right? I'm a huge proponent. We're, we're coaching, you know, 14, 15, 13 year old girls who are only a few, two years away from high school, but we can't play zone. We can't do full court press. We can't double team. Why do you think America's better us in basketball for the last 80 million years? Because they fucking from day one, they're in grade six full court pressing because they, you know what I mean? So yeah, there's six divisions, let division one play, the college rules the FIBA rules that the girls are going to play when they're better for the girls that are just playing for fun division two three four cool I see that but same thing with hockey soccer my, my boss his daughter was like a, one of the top girls for her age in Halifax they went to some tournament BEI and they didn't have a round robin the six teams just all play each other once through the weekend and they went home like no there was no like winner you know what I mean
1: There can't be a winner because if there's a winner, that means there's a loser and you can't have a loser, bro. Feelings. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I can't
1: stand that. Like ex exhibition tournaments are
3: one thing. Like, you know, shout out to my cousin Kellen starting out his second year here at Montana State in a couple weeks now. They've had exhibition tournaments when they were in high school and and you know, when he was playing with AAU with, with the Northern Kings, like they would travel, play three, four games, but they were exhibitions and they were also exposés. Like these yeah. kids were all trying to get scholarships. Yeah. So the scouts show up. It didn't really matter who won, but you're goddamn right. Every single one of those games was the most competitive basketball you would ever watch because there was a mm-hmm. a, a, a reward. There was something at the end of the rainbow, if you will. Yeah. You know, you're talking about going to a soccer tournament in PEI playing five games and having no reward. Well, that's a waste of time if there's no scouts there. And that's the thing with out here. It's about taking your money Pretending it's an elite type of thing and then not giving any kind of uh, um, reward or if you will. And that's the thing like that's why I actually do kind of like the participation trophy thing I obviously hate I think most people do. And those who like it, like it a lot and that's what makes it also a little bit unbearable. But I am all about reinforcement of the positives. And, Brew, you and I, that you talked about us coaching. That's the one thing I think a lot of the parents, and I just saw Sasha's mom there a couple of weeks ago at Birch and Anchor. And, you know, we still see them. I still see them. I don't know about you yourself, but I still bump into them or see them out and about or even online, like in the comment section. And then one of the parents likes my comment, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, that means they saw those other comments where I was saying bad things. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is, is their appreciation for how, you and I weren't tough on them. We were realistic with them. In those games, we were down 20 points in the first six minutes. Can't get any worse, girls. Yep. You know, we're not gonna, you know, tell them what they're doing wrong. We're gonna tell them what they can do right. And and I think that it takes a special person to do that because a lot of coaches, man, it is one way or the other. And you know, they people just coach the way they coach. And there's nothing wrong with that. They, you know, I'm I'm not a judgmental person. Some people can do the yell thing and some players can. I'm just not that person. I've never been that person. And that's where well, I mean there's
1: there's three, there's three things to that. And I mean it's yeah. the there's a huge difference there and there's a big benefit in losing and saying, All right, dust yourself off, come back tomorrow, try again and do better, compared to saying, Okay, great job today, see you tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like that's here's your trophy for today's participation, we'll see you tomorrow. There's a huge benefit in striving to win something, to have something to gain, to be a winner. There's a huge benefit to having that drive, to strive to be something, to be better. But there's also a huge benefit to losing and learning from your mistakes and building off it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have none of that. If there is no winners, there is no losers. Everything is just come on and have fun, yeah. everybody. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, mm-hmm. there's no, I mean, it's that's one of the reasons why I don't want to say it because I don't know for a fact, obviously, but today's, you know, there's no, there's so much division. There's so much this and that because, I mean, most of these people weren't growing up with real competition in their life because their quote-unquote wasn't allowed
0: to be real competition.
1: No. So, yeah. Boom. Boom. Sorry, I'm, I'm only yelling at competition now with all in, their in with Washington. Washington. Washington.
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Well, no, even, even COVID's heightened that. Such a good point. That. I'm sorry. COVID's I'm heightened that, too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all good. No, I... I was going to say COVID's heightened that because kids didn't fail this year, yeah. last year, right? There was a few kids like that where new Lily and, you know, my stepdaughter and that, and they were just like, you know what? We're just passing everybody. Who cares if you have a 24 average throughout the year? We just need like, to get How's through. that building you for your future? That's what I mean. It's, it's, it's not, you know, I'm not even yeah. trying to be
3: cruel. COVID would have been the year where you wean out the weak from the strong. You hold back the kids that couldn't do school at home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't mean to be cruel or harsh like that, because honestly, those a lot of kids were going through some mental health issues. Parents were going through mental health issues. And I mean, that's something I really want to touch on, too, before we get to the fights really quick. Um, you know, we don't know what people are going through in individual cases, but to be completely blunt, for the very most part, and I might be sounding like a bit of a pretentious prick right now. Everybody's got a laptop, an iPad, iPhone, I this uh, Samsung that. Pretty much everybody has one, everybody. And I know a lot of people who they only have the phone, the mom or the dad, but their kid was using the phone for school. Those kids were still finding ways to succeed. You know, COVID really is going to show in a year or two. I don't think it's showing right now because I think kids are even going to be forgiven this year, the same way they were forgiven last year. Come 2022, 2023, if the education system wants to really straighten itself out, they're going to have to look back at what happened in 2020 and 2021 and catch those kids up because there's going to be kids that are in high school that are not high school educated kids in junior high that are not even close to junior high educated. And we're talking about our youth, you know, what's the pre-K system looking like grade one, grade two, you know what I mean? It might seem like it's bells and whistles, but how did it compare four five, six years ago? How are those kids going to develop? We're not going to know until down the road and it's, it is kind of
1: heartbreaking. It kind of is. Well, I mean, look at when we were growing up. One of the biggest things we were always told is, no, like you, this is you have to be at every class. You can't skip school. Like you know, blah blah. blah. You'll be suspended. You got to pass. You got to do this and that because once you leave this school and you get out into the real world and you get to college, you know, you're going to understand that it's it's a whole new life. What are these kids going to do now? I didn't go to college, but I got hit with real life when I was done school, and it was like. Okay, like, okay, really is no joke. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I should have paid a little more attention. You know what I mean? Shit like that. But what are these kids going to do now when real life actually hits them? And, mm-hmm. oh, wait, they just complain about it like they do now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's real Dave world was sucks. Right. Like it's we can't be handing and making life easy, especially in the growing up times. Like this is the times like you should be disciplined and you should be taught that, you know, life sucks and it's it's not going to be your way all the time. And it's it. But we're not. We're steering the other direction to make them feel comfortable. You well know what said. I mean? Like it's. yep. I don't know. It's it's a hard it's it's a hard life to try to raise a kid in right now. It's it's it almost like it's almost impossible. Yeah. And really, especially really if you don't roll
2: like everyone else. That's, well, that's exactly.
1: That, yeah.
3: Good point. Yeah. That is a good point. Really quick, though, to go back to a point that you were just saying there when I did the whole boom. Yes, that's the best. I just I I, Because what you said was something that got to me. We see this in politics. We see this with COVID. We see this with a lot of sub factions in society right now, because our generation is like the first generation, maybe not our generation, but like the generation younger truth close. Right. Like we were close. We had the participation kind of level, but it was like a little bit younger where it became A real thing like hockey, Nova Scotia with Sedma. They didn't have bronze or no medal game. Just, just a mess. Soccer by the sea. Nobody wins, everybody gets a medal. I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit. But here's what in I was my time. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, maybe I am cuz I am a little bit younger than you. I'm th- I'm 34, so. Yeah, so I'm 32. Yeah, it maybe it was me, my brother's generation for sure. Cuz I remember you, my yeah, brother going to a soccer. you getting
1: into that generation, but Yeah, just,
3: yeah, like my brother I, I never seen any of that growing up in my time. And I saw it with my brother. So like that 4 or 5 years right there is probably the difference between tough luck and lots of love like it it just that that's how quickly things changed and you talked about because our generation ish and younger didn't grow up with that competitive edge or that you failed you fucked up here's how you do it here's how you fix it consequences for your actions you failed because our generation and younger didn't quite have that tough love they didn't have i guess a, a direction or a focus so then you're talking about politics, you're talking about COVID vaccine, no vaccine, et cetera, et cetera, because they didn't have that competitive spirit or that nature when they were young. They're getting it out now in the most unhealthy way possible through social media. They find their tribe and they compete
1: with them. Yeah,
3: not on a court, not on a field, not even in a debate class, not in a classroom, <clears throat> not at a job. Because I mean, you know what, you know what I mean? It, 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 it all comes out on social media. The, the amount of mm-hmm. energy people use on social media to ride for their tribe and they're mm-hmm. complaining about the economy. Use that to start a business, motherfucker. Like yeah. it burns my soul that this is the one thing of COVID that I'm going to remember 10, 15, 20 years from now is how much people wasted energy. We're talking about all the productivity and all the all the stuff that we learned over the last year and a half. It's because we're good men. You know, what I've learned is that there's not a lot of good men in this city. There are a lot of good men in this city, but there's a lot of men that would rather be less than they are and outspoken and stand on a podium and be the town hall, uh, the the, the president of the room. You know what I'm saying? We don't have people that just want to be a part of the flow of things anymore. And that is something I'm going to never, ever forget. Because I've, uh, you know, we've talked about Friends Brew. You were talking about losing a family member there. Like, people have known 15, 20 years or longer. I just, like, I can now see where the next 15, 20 years are going to go. It's a gift and it's a curse. It's, yep. you know, I, I hope, I hope, and this is going to sound really weird, but before we move on, I hope that there is a time that we do see a life without this. And we can see how either our kids or our grandkids are going to learn about this in 10 15 20 or down the road like how is it going to be taught in school is Fauci Mm -hmm. going to be this god or are we going to realize that he made a lot of mistakes and they're going to teach that right you know what I mean and we're talking about again indigenous history black history uh just war even like the history of war and conflict Mm -hmm. how it's taught in school versus reality how is COVID Mm -hmm. going to be taught
2: or are we ever going to get out of it COVID is a job (laughs) <laughs> the Clintons had some uh, <laughs> Children that were sold on fucking eBay and...
3: Wayfair, Wayfair, no, Wayfair way Wayfair, story. yeah, yeah Wayfair <laughs> um,
2: You know what, though? People under- underestimate also the, the power of parenting Because mm-hmm. just I have a buddy, Troy, for example, who's out in Edmonton And he, uh, he's doing his Masters in psychology, plus he runs Like a, a Taekwondo school and a Self-defense for women type thing and he's got custody of his two daughters, and one of them is, I think, seven or eight. And I saw a post he made like recently, and his daughter's like the number one ranked seven or eight year old, whatever she is in Alberta, but like not for girls for like her age. Oh, wow. So she'd be cool. boys, right? But he said she lost 47 or 49 matches in a row. Like she didn't even get bronze like nothing because there's no girls her age. So she's, you know, fighting with boys. And he was like saying how proud he was that that drove her. Yeah, it, it took forty nine or fifty for her to place in the top three, but now she's winning these tournaments. And it was that losing that, and he was like, "I'm not. I didn't pressure her." Dah, dah, dah. It took that losing that much for her to be like, "You know what? I don't." She probably was like, "I don't feel like I want to do this anymore." You know what I mean? But he runs the school; she's at there all the time. So why not train all the time? And she, yeah, it, it was something you don't see a ton or don't hear about a ton in this in this short i'm not sure but the young generation yep is she took it upon herself to to get better you know what oh, i mean that's
1: a, that's a rare thing these days man it's yeah a, man that, that drive and willingness to go on is that's <laughs> yeah. that's a rare thing and that goes back to that well dust yourself off and come back in tomorrow and try again yeah. mentality. Yep.
2: Yeah. i don't know how many like I, I even with my own kids like if levon goes and you know in the box and loses 49 i don't know if he keeps going you know what i mean it's yeah. So the, yeah, props to him. It's my buddy, Troy. Shout out. If he's listening, I might tag him in this, but uh, yeah, like that's inspirational for me. 100%. That a kid that young was like, yeah, okay. I, I'll, you know, keep going in these tournaments. And like I said, she doesn't face girls. She faces boys and now she's beating them all. Probably facing the same boys she sees every other weekend. Right. Yeah. It's gangsta. As fuck. that is gangsta. <laughs> that is gangsta.
3: Good for her, man. Good for her. That's a real ass story. And I mean, whenever my godson like steals the ball from jackson jackson starts crying runs over to me i tell him, what do you what do you want me to do yeah. i did this to him <laughs> <laughs> daddy used to steal the ball from uncle carter all the time now uncle carter's stealing it from yeah. you he took his licks <laughs> he yeah. he lost the ball a yeah. hundred thousand times now he gets to do it to you <laughs> and eventually you're gonna get to do it to your cousin theo or the next unborn generation of child. <laughs> like I told him this, I was yeah. just like, lose buddy. You're like what we're talking about. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You just got to find ways to yeah. win. And you know, watching this boy, your how to
1: not let him steal it from me next time? Yeah, that's yeah.
3: it. Yeah. That's what I'm and saying. It. Watching him try, 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 yeah. try, try and not quit yeah. already at four makes me like, yeah, yes. Like this, it's, that's going to pay off in school and in big at,
2: time. You know what that's I mean? What I was going to say, it's not just sports. It's life. It's yep. It's life. you know, yeah. LeVon's in his, th- Th- this summer was in his third year of soccer and i i get upset because i was such a i won't say i wasn't the best athlete in the world but i was pretty good Like my whole family is just athletes and i didn't play a sport if i wasn't good at that i just i was that competitive that was me so too. soccer yeah soccer was something <laughs> i didn't play my whole life because in the summer i always played baseball and then whatever so but i i love soccer so you know he's in his third year they're still not like playing games yet They're not even really, like, taking them aside and showing them drills to teach them the skills. So I'm a little upset going every week because it's just paying for him to just go and play, right? But there's, like, you know, aside from the athletic side, there's kids that pick on LeVon, and he comes running to me, and I'm like, bro, you got to handle this. You know, like, you can't keep coming to me. I can't go in the field and kick the kid in his face. Like, you know, if if you're sick of him hitting you, hit him
1: back. Yeah.
2: So then it's funny (laughs) because halfway through the summer, I started seeing him sticking up for himself or, you know, once sometimes being the aggressor. Like, not in a bad way, but just it made me a little bit proud, aside from the fact I hate, you know, I won't say what soccer association he's in, but I, to me, you're in your third year, you shouldn't be just playing tag with the ball. You should be yeah. showing them skills, passing, stuff like that. So I hope next yeah. year I might put him yeah. in something different, but it's, it's, we're just, I mean, with COVID too, I guess it's different, but like, we, basically all these parents are just paying for their kids to play. Yeah. Like to play with each other, not to play the sport, which is upsetting me. How's he in soccer three years now and he doesn't know how to play soccer yet? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I we, take him on a I field mean, with Junior and they don't know what to do.
1: Well, this is pre-COVID, but we sort of did the same thing with our kids swimming lessons. It's mm-hmm. like we had him in these lessons and it was like two years went By he was still doing the same thing. Yeah. it was. was like, well, what are LeVon you too, man? Like, what's what's yeah. all this? They're like, about? hey,
2: jump every five minutes. Jump in the pool. Like, can yeah. you teach him to swim? You know what <laughs> <mean>? <laughs> It's like, we've been doing this like three yeah. weeks in a row now. Like, yeah. Take this yeah, floaty uh, and play the trumpet with it. No, man, teach my kid to swim. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember they had me in the
1: pool just laying there like float, learn to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it saying, Come, Come on. Out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Real talk, I taught myself how to swim. Um in my buddy's pool actually. He uh me and him just chilling at his house one day and I I didn't know how to swim. I swear, man, I was like 24, 25, 26. I never had, you know, like I said my dad was in the Navy, ironically. Um, mom worked late. I was in swimming lessons for a year and I just wasn't feeling it, man. I dribbled the ball, whether it was with my feet or my hands, man. I, I I had no interest in swimming, but yeah, like one, one weekend it was just me and him. And he was just like, bro, I'll watch you. If you don't come up after like five seconds, I'll dive in. So I just kept swimming back and forth, bro. I kept calling myself the half black Michael Phelps and fucking. Just... I bet you can only swim half fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty slow pace, but Listen, man, what's... By the end of it, he took a video of me, and at the end of the video, I'm like, I'm like, Proudly. I come up, I put my hands on
2: the sign, I go, I can swim. <laughs> Listen, classic. The statute of limitations for murder is like 20, 25 years, right? It depends like on the that. state.
3: I don't know what it is in okay. Canada, but in the if States. I
2: told you how I learned to swim, my dad would probably get CPS called on. Him. <laughs> it involved a rubber diggy in Cardi Lake and me screaming bloody murder, but I learned to doggy paddle real good. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. <laughs> the
1: legend himself. Yeah, shout um, out to Ross. I learned the time where <laughs> shoes by myself. <laughs>
3: I was going to beep out your father's name, but you said it, Brew. You said it, though. <laughs> Although you can go back in the past and, and, and uh, yeah, 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 probably find out his name, but Statue of Limitations. <laughs> I think Statue of Limitations. All yeah. right, boys, before we get to the fights, because, yeah, there was definitely an eventful weekend of, in just one sport. I mean, my girl Marina Rodriguez got the big, big win uh, over Mackenzie Dern. During the silly ass UFC event that was on way too early, I completely for fucking god that it was on that early. Yeah. Um, I actually just
1: watched uh, that yesterday, so that's somewhat fresh in my mind. It was a good
3: event. It was actually a good event yeah. to be completely honest with you. I did watch the replays myself as well, and I
1: just feel know, bad for them getting paired up against that pay per view.
3: They got the. I think Dana yeah. did well. I mean, they even missed Smith Fowler, the UK boxing pay per view, which was a huge hit for Eddie Hearn, and ended up being a really decent card. And it was nice because. Jackson couldn't stay up to watch Fury Wilder, but to have him watching Smith Fowler, it was kind of nice. He he, did, he was poking and pointing at the screen and picking his favorite fighters. And they won four to five times, so I might holler at the boy for some gambling advice
0: next time. <laughs>
3: he does the horses for me every once in a while. He just picks whatever jockey suit looks cool, and then, like, that's the one I pick. And it's over 50%, so I do the solo bets when Jackson plays. But, um, yeah, it was an eventful weekend. And, of course, we uh, a big UFC booking as well. We got... Leon Edwards versus Jorge Masvidal. I think that's booked for 269. Yeah, December 11th. Yeah. So the last pay-per-view of the year, which is it's gonna be a fucking shit show now. But looks oh. so like adding
2: that to the mess that it already is.
3: Oh yeah. buddy, count me in, count me in. That and of course,
2: whole... yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. No, no, I was, I was gonna, gonna say. say that aside from that card, like that, there's like a four weeks, five week span up until Christmas, where like uh, Ryan Garcia's fighting in November. Devante yep. Davis is fighting. Lomachenko's fighting both in like the second week of December. So like boxing and MMA, you know what I mean, is it, going to be popping. But like I'm... November, December, plus
3: Tiafoe's awesome. win? When's that fight?
2: Uh, well, that got the trailer got kicked out of it, so now they yeah. got to do the purse bit again. Yeah,
3: we, we talked about that though. Isn't there still a tentative yeah. date, or am I wrong with that? There's no tentative no, date at all. They're Looking
2: at 2022 now.
3: Ah, that sucks. Yeah. I was gonna say because if they can get that in before 2021, then that I division know. is actually. Yeah. Like it's set up because Bud, Bud's something? fighting. What's that?
1: Am I missing something? Have Have they announced more for the two sixty nine card?
3: No, it's just it was already stacked as shit. So to like add Leon and Masvidal to that, it's just like what
2: this what are is wonderful. Ones on the two sixty nine card.
3: Hold on a second. I was just looking at this.
2: Yeah, I don't remember too. I checked. It Nothing
3: is like ridiculously booked.
2: There's Nunez, Pena, Moreno, Figueroa. Yeah, I yeah,
3: see. So you're gonna beat me to a Gar- uh, Cody Garbrandt versus uh, KK France. Uh, Olivera Poirier uh, Ryan Hall Derek oh, okay. Minner, yeah, yeah, Dominic yeah, yeah. Cruz Pedro Muniz like this card <laughs> yeah, uh, Sean O'Malley's fighting that uh the, the Piva fella and that's I think yeah. is his last fight on his contract if I'm not mistaken um, so I you two more it might be two more I, I, Ooh, I could be yeah. yeah
2: yeah I think he's got two Yeah, two
3: more okay okay so yeah. yeah and he was calling out all kinds of people like not calling people out but he was saying like Dan Hooker should be more popular than he is where's Frankie yeah. Edgar at like, he was going off, and I'm not mad at that. Like, if he's going to go out with a bang with the UFC, do your thing. Because one fighting, I don't know what the hell happened. I didn't know that they were publicly traded, but I guess they found, like, this fucking oh, ringer, folks. I got to go put my kid to sleep. Um, I guess they uh, I guess they found a financial windfall, and, like, Dan Hardy is coming out of retirement to do a a, a Muay Thai match or a jiu-jitsu match. I don't even, like, I, I just saw it at the corner of my eye when yeah. I was like, this is something. Like, sign me up for this, please. I know. He's, these mixed martial arts, like legit mixed martial arts fights, the one that uh, Mighty Mouse is doing, like this is—I'm all for this. Sign me up for this. If these other promotions can just find a lane to do these funky little things, we can have it in boxing with the celebrity matches and the real shit. And the like you said, bro, the real shit is about to take the platform. I think Jake Paul and all them boys can just hold off until mid 2022. They can do this little Super Bowl weekend thing. We got to get the lightweight division out the way right now, man. Yeah, but. I love this, man. I love this. I just love that on all spectrums. And we talked about the WWE draft last week and how they can improve that. But AW, WWE, they are kind of both doing their thing. You know? Nobody's doing any wrong right now in any promotion. So yeah,
1: shout like out to AJ everybody. doing too well right now.
3: Yeah, I know. I was actually going to say those numbers were ugly. Tony yeah. Khan should have just
1: shut up. <laughs> and that's a CM Punk match, too. And that's <laughs> they still drew that low.
3: Tony Khan should have shut up, though. Because just honestly... For-
1: just for context, of people who don't know, the, yeah. the week that uh, CM Punk debuted on AEW Rampage, uh, I think it was like 1.1 million viewers or some shit like that. um And then the week or two after that, it dropped down to like five, 500, a little more than 500. And then he had a match on Rampage, and <laughs> even that was at like 500,000. And that's that's not good for viewership. And he's talking about trying to compete with SmackDown right now, and it's ugh, that's I'm.
3: So- Super, super curious to see what happens on Friday. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Let's let's, half hour let's, let's let's start with wrestling. Let's start with wrestling. Because I was actually going to start with the Leon Masvidal news. But, I, I mean, there really isn't much to add to that. We all know how we feel about Leon Edwards. We all know how we kind of feel about Masvidal. I just think if Leon's it's not a title fight,
1: this is the fight from Leon Edwards. So, yeah, this I'm is happy it. with this decision. And with that cartoon I sent in the thing, like, it's like, uh, when Michael Bisping comes in, it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's the, this is the money guy. You know what I mean? If, if you if you if you come in and beat Masvidal, you're gonna get a title match. So hundred like, percent, go for it. You're yeah. gonna get your money and get your belt afterwards. So
3: and like I was saying to everybody, man, I love Masvidal. That man's got no chance against Leon. He really doesn't. Never Leon know. is too technical. He really is. Never He's know. too technical. You do never know. Like that's the thing. You do never know because Ben Askren was really technical too.
1: With, <laughs> I didn't think he'd be able to hang with Kamaru Usman like he did in the first fight. You know yeah, I mean? like that's facts. That's facts.
3: That is all that's like 90% of the reason why they got the second fight off the ground. Exactly. And again, so. the
1: second fight, he just clocked him with a good punch. That could happen by anybody. Like it's yeah. just it's a, yeah. uh, it's I'm I'm excited to see it. He gave him with the three-piece and the soda in the back, so it's like straight up. I don't know.
3: Straight up. That's the UFC talk for the show. I mean, like I said, shout out to <clears throat> shout out to my girl hot Riguez. I don't know if she's gonna get a title shot, but she's right on the cusp now. She called out JJ, so I'm like Man, her enjoy- that would be a great... I just, I, I've i been a big fan of her for years, and, and I'm just glad to see her kind of on that platform because everybody was picking Mackenzie Dern, and it was just like start to finish. Daniel Cormier putting her in one of like the five greatest wrestlers or, or uh, grapplers in, in MMA history, just
1: hyping this girl up all fucking well, she, week.
2: She's
1: amazing. AC, she, she somewhat proved that. In that oh, yeah, she's amazing. When she got her to the ground, she had full control, 100%. And yep. there was a couple of times she almost ended it, so... I mean, her wrestling wasn't in question. It was her stand up game. It was I her stand up that fight.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was a happy man. The money, the the bookies were paying the boy on that one too, because I threw that on with the <laughs> the wilder, the wilder uh, to knock down fury. I did that three times and got paid out sixty bucks. So I was very happy because I was worried about that bet. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that after. We gotta we gotta do the wrestling thing. And I'm glad you brought this up, truth, because that's literally like what I was gonna get at with the wrestling. What, what was Tony Khan thinking and what is going to happen on Friday? Like AEW is not going to fall off a perch if SmackDown ends up clearing 2.5 to 3 million on Friday, especially in that like half hour pocket. Like even if SmackDown has over like 1.5 million people watching that half hour pocket, that's going to kill anything AEW can offer. Is this a reality check? Is this going to be a permanent stain on A? Like, what's what's Friday going to kind of bring? Like, and and is Tony Khan the reason why this is
1: an impending failure? I don't, I don't know, but if, if Tony Khan is the the impending failure of it, but I mean, if I was the guest, obviously I don't know, I'm not there, you know, I'm just making an assumption as a fan. But if I was the guest. Tony Khan seen the success that he got with guys, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, you know, CM Punk, these guys now showing up into his company. Now the talk of Bray Wyatt coming into his company. So he just literally thinks he has the hottest thing on the planet right now. And I mean, with all those guys that he has there all whispering in his ear, telling them, yo, you got the hottest thing on the planet right now. It doesn't really surprise me that he starts throwing out tweets like, oh, you want to start compete with us now, SmackDown? But you know what I mean? Like, yeah i don't know how that's gonna work out now this one coming up we got a three hour or uh, an extra half hour added on to smackdown for this big super so doing but that's also being moved to fs1 which is they're known to lose a bunch of viewers when they go to that channel so i don't know how that's gonna that obviously the ratings are gonna drop a little bit but they are hyping a lot of big stuff they're hyping the uh, match with the, the women and stuff like that but they're also hyping brock Lesnar showing up that usually draws in viewers But at the same time, they're taking away a half hour of AEW Rampage. I don't know how that's going to translate over. I really don't. And apparently, this is an experiment that if it does work out well, Vince might take SmackDown to three hours every Friday and therefore completely go over Rampage. And they will be at a a legit war at that point because it would be head-to-head, two different wrestling shows, same time, different channels.
3: Yeah, that is a level up on the NXT versus AEW yeah. attempt big yeah, time. Big like time. it's a completely different entity. You're talking Smackdown, you're talking Fox. We were talking about television screens staying on all day. Fox is one of those channels similar to the USA network like WWE will always always have that advantage over AEW so long as AEW is a Turner a Turner product. TBS, TNT, They'll never be able to genuinely compete. But again, and I, I missed the start of your answer. I had to go tuck little man in, but in, in terms of advertising, if AEW can clear that half million number, the advertisers might be like, well, Hey, they have a loyal fan base. <clears throat> sure. They may have lost to WWE by like 2 million viewers, but 500,000 oh, in that demographic is strong and that's WWE. So are the advertisers even kind of looking at this as a competition Or are they going to maybe be like, let's sprinkle a little bit on A and a little bit on B. Like, can anybody lose on Friday? How does, and like I said, I might have missed this answer before. I apologize. But how does AEW lose on Friday?
1: Well, I mean, the only thing I said at the beginning there was like Tony Khan. Like, I I don't know this for sure, obviously, because I'm not there. I don't know his thoughts, but I'm I'm assuming that Tony Khan just sees Daniel Bryan and Admiral Cole uh, CM Punk and Bray Wyatt, so he thinks he has the hottest company in the product, and then he has all these guys in his ear whispering to him, "Yo, you got the hottest company in the product." You know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. I can see why it goes to his head, and he wants to start ramping things up and start competing a little bit more. That might be his downfall. I don't know. And 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 two months from now, three months from now, this might be a brilliant move when we've been looking back, going, "God damn it, work." You know what I mean? Like I, I don't yeah. want to speak on it too much too soon, but it's it's not looking good right now for AW. Whether or not it's it's going to be the end of Ram- i don't i don't know i really i don't think so yeah that i guess like yeah, i was I kind of being a little bit all
3: encompassing like how does AEW lose it's kind of like do, this is why i said like does anybody lose it's almost a win-win kind of situation it's kind of cool well, to it, see so AEW
1: is, will lose for sure in, in a point where it's yeah. like if WWE goes head to head with rampage and rampage is not getting no viewers and everybody's watching smackdown maybe TABS or tnt whoever's carrying that does not want to carry that no more now they have to try to hunt for a new tv deal that yeah. would kill rampage you know what i mean to a certain extent but it all depends on how the 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 channels feel about it like whether yeah. or not turner network if they're, if they're happy with the ratings they don't give a shit if they're beating wwe or not it's yeah. this whole competition this whole war thing i i seriously think, this is my wrestling conspiracy theory hat coming on but i seriously think this is just people trying to draw a buzz to try to create the same energy that they had WCW versus WWF that's all it is there's no real competition going on here nobody's jobs are at stake nobody's there's just a bunch of shit talkers going back and forth
2: well yeah that's where my take on it is like Chris mentioned um, you know WWE and being the big dogs but like they've been the big dogs for a long time you know what I mean so to me it's it's you know WWE is the big dog AEW is is the little dog or the mid sized dog. I don't I don't see competition as being a bad thing. Maybe like Khan and a couple of guys constantly mentioning certain ratings when they're doing well. Maybe I, I I'm not a big fan of that side because there's going to be times you don't. Especially like True said, maybe you know SmackDown goes to three the, diff, the different hours. So you know t- does that wipe out that that Friday night AEW event? But yeah. You know, it's just yeah. I, I like the competition. I you know WWE like we always mentioned is the UFC. You know what I mean? I think until you know to put it back to to you know MMA. It's the Bellator is probably the closest or the one people like that, but they're not getting the UFC guys in their prime. They're not getting the Bray Wyatts in their prime or the you know the CM Punk's. They're not. They're getting the guys when they're forty five. You know what I mean? So yeah, you know hey, coming back for me to, watching. You know NXT and WWE has been great. I'm only maybe watched one of every three AEW, but it's you know I am enjoying it. I, I love the wrestling. You know what I mean? And I tell you one thing: if they get Bray Wyatt, I'm gonna watch every fucking. well week. You know what I mean? But I mean that's that's kind of my Ooh. point with AEW right now is like
1: <laughs> I don't really find myself watching AEW because it's like AEW's on TV. I gotta watch. Thank I you. Find myself watching yeah. AEW right now because it's like what's uh, Malachi Black gonna do tonight? Yeah. What's uh, CM Punk going to do tonight? What's yeah. Daniel Bryan going to do tonight? That's why I'm watching AEW. Yeah. Not because like, I need to watch AEW tonight. AEW! Like, that's mm-hmm. just not, I don't care. It's just, I want to see what my guys are doing. Mm-hmm. That's more or less it. Real
3: quick before we move on, I, I just actually looked it up while we were discussing it. Dynamite has a deal with TNT through 2023. So yeah. I don't know how that relates with Rampage, but. I'm assuming would probably be around the same year.
1: I don't even T- know what Rampage is on now. Is Rampage on TNT or TBS? I think it's
3: TBS, but it's Turner? It's like I would assume it's on the that, internet for me. What's that?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> free streams, baby.
1: Free streams.
3: Um, but no, this is actually really interesting. Uh four years, 175 million dollars or just under 45 million a year uh Dave Meltzer reported i mean you can always take what Dave Meltzer says with a grain of salt but sometimes it's delicious himalayan salt so you know yeah he, he's a leaker if you will 19 million dollars a year um for production costs sorry i have to reread that i'm an idiot did it, you say it, at the beginning you say it was 4 years Four years, one hundred and seventy-five million dollars in rights fees.
1: Three-year deal.
3: So I think it was an extension with an option for twenty twenty-four. That's
1: right. Yeah, this yeah. is
3: yeah, this is what this is saying right now. So, so the new deal is worth nineteen million a year for the company since TNT will no longer be covering production costs because production costs are five hundred thousand dollars a week, or about twenty-six million dollars per year. Now, this article was from January seventeenth, twenty twenty. So I don't know what Dark, Rampage, and Dynamite combined costs for operational fees. I'm assuming that that's why they did that well, extra show, because according to this math, they can't afford it.
1: And with the contracts, I'm just... i pretty to sure CM Dark moved to, I don't watch it. Yeah, sorry? Oh, sorry. I, I, I don't watch it, but I'm pretty sure Dark has went to the MGM Grand or whatever, the Disney studio. Like, didn't they go to... Or not the MGM, the um, oh, the Disney... um Okay. Uh why can't I think of the name? It's like right on the tip of my tongue. It's where WCW used to produce their shit way back in the day. It's like the live studio settings. Just a small little arena thing. Like um that's Caesar's Palace. Did, no, it's the Disney um in Florida? No. Uh it's where oh, yeah, in Florida, 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 Florida Florida. Yeah, uh, I don't know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, of course
3: Florida.
1: Vegas, I'm thinking in of place, Vegas. it's just like it's, Vegas. it's a little, it's a little stage show place. Like I'm pretty sure that's what they're gonna do. Dark for now on, like that's not even gonna be on the road anymore. So that's not a bad dark idea. Has its home, so I mean, it's but that's dark. That's a, that's a YouTube program. That's completely different. We're talking about TV ratings
3: and yeah, advertisers
1: and shit. You know what I mean? Like I mean, dark like, has an
3: unlimited amount of advertising revenue. Technically, oh,
2: Universal Studios, right? Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yes. Um, yeah. What's is it MGM or something Grand?
3: Uh, MGM Grand is in Vegas. I didn't know there was one in Florida. That's,
1: I, that's what i getting confused with, but it's something like that, I think. Um, well, I mean,
3: MGM is also kind of like the Hard Rock Cafe. Like the MGM brand is... Could, I, think LeBron, I think even LeBron owns a piece of the MGM brand because the Red Sox owners owned a, per, a percentage of it and because LeBron and Maverick Carter... Well, yeah, yeah. Hell, <laughs> because why not? When you're LeBron James and you're made of money, why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, like, basically, by, by me looking up this article, this says to me kind of what I was getting at when I said nobody can lose. It looks like AEW is well tied in with the Turner brand for at least a couple more years and at
1: well years, that's why they're already advertising tbs right now because they're already gearing people up for the switch once this thing's yeah, over. yeah
3: yeah which is not a bad thing pardon me because when basketball is back tnt and the nba are as synonymous as peanut butter and jelly which is incredible that's I've, why I, and i've said TBS this for years tuesday nights yeah and i've been saying this for years like i've, I've it's kind of the underdog story in sports the fact that tnt has been able to hold on to the basketball broadcasts for literally my lifetime, whether it's as a full-time broadcaster or once a week broadcaster, they've got the best pregame and post-game shows. They've got the best staff. They've got the best mm-hmm. announcers. Shout out to Marv Albert, who I think is done. Right? Bro? Yeah, I think he's done officially now. Yeah, um, But like, it's just the thing, man. Like there's something beautiful about TNT beating the ESPNs, the Foxes, Everybody else, literally, like, and I mean it's not that Ted Turner's broke, motherfucker ain't broke at all. Yeah. But what I'm I saying is
1: anything to do with that, is he?
3: Well, the family's definitely still, I would say, a, a part of the board of governors, and I could be talking on my ass. And this is another thing I should be looking up. This is not a fact-checking show. I get my facts checked. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but but yeah, like it's it's just cool to see that the big sports networks and the big regular entities, because ESPN are trying to use ABC to push the NBA broadcast and it's just not working. TNT is still number one and it's fantastic to see. So I I would like to see them continue to promote AEW as they have over the last couple of years with their basketball broadcast, because they haven't done a really good job of crossing over, but I don't want to see them forcing Shaq back in that fucking ring as fun as it was, man. And Shaq took it serious. I don't want to see that shit anymore, man. Well, that was
1: very good, but I mean, here we go. Here's the big comparison again. You're talking about advertisement and yada yada. yada. So, AEW is getting a little bit of advertising on NBA TV. God damn it, Big E was introducing the Gypsy King, bro. I literally, pay-per-view.
3: you're the you're an asshole. it's literally in my notes right there. Literally, like, <laughs> so big tell me e the in advertising was, who gets their money's worth, you know but, what I'm saying? But all right, real quick before we get to Fury Waller, Big E was everywhere this weekend. He was on CNN. He was on NBC. (laughs) But this is it. He was on um, CNN. He was on NBC. He was doing college game day for Iowa because he he wrestled at Iowa. And Iowa right now is having the greatest football season in history. And then he was doing the fucking intro for the pay-per-view, which apparently – WWE got paid tens of millions of dollars for did not know that
1: I, I guarantee Tyson Fury requested that himself but tens of millions of dollars wouldn't surprise me at all I hope
3: Big E got a million
1: wouldn't surprise me at all
3: the man was literally like the introduction to the whole show like Big E was everywhere it's a beautiful thing here's my worry though I think that means he's losing the title soon. I feel like they're no, getting... No, I don't the, think so. You don't think so? You think that they're going to use him as like the face? I mean, but like- no, at the, at,
1: the, at the same time, this is what WWE does, though. This is what started the whole conversation. This is the kind of marketing and, and advertising reach that WWE has. They're able to put their one superstar on television shows like Regis and Kathy Lee and on opening up a massive pay-per-view with the heavyweight, you know what I mean? Compared to AEW getting a commercial on NBA TV. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what I was talking about—the advertising reach. But when it comes to that, like, the, um, what was the first question you just asked there? Um, shit, I don't even remember. <laughs> Either way, Biggie got be hyped for that, and uh, it was,
3: oh it was about good. oh no, Biggie's reign. Like, I'm I'm just I'm worried oh, that yeah, they're yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just they're they're giving him the quick lap of you're the champ. Get a little bit of commercial love, and we're going to take I that, hate belt that. They back
2: broke from. him up with. From the New Day. Me too, man. But I
1: mean, in all honesty, Big E doesn't need the belt to be doing all these appearances. He is such yeah. a personality. He can do all this shit yeah. regardless. So that's, it's the wise choice. He's, a, Actually, he's okay. a good ambassador for the company. i got another fun little wrestling
3: one for you, too. I mean, Brew, I'm sorry to leave you to this one because you missed his whole reign. You. But <laughs> how the hell, Truth, because you're going to give me and Brew both maybe a little bit of a lesson on this one because I missed his entire actual act of reign in the ring. How the fuck is Titus O'Neil like the face of the company. I don't get it. He's in all the commercials for like the United way connection that they have. And he he's on the network pretty much every single commercial block, but I saw him during the college broadcasts in all the WWE related United way commercials. And I'm like, John Cena, you got Roman Reigns, you've got Becky Lynch. I'm thinking of all these superstar names. like. What is it with Titus, bro? Like, why was he such a fan favorite that Vince is pushing him to kind of be this ambassador for the sport, but he's not even a part of it, I guess, is, is where I'm getting at. Just give me the Titus that's, worldwide that's experience. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's exactly what he is. He's an ambassador for the company. Like, he's that's why you don't see him in the ring no more. But for me to sit here and list off all the things that Titus O'Neal does it would be way too much. I'm going to just kind of have to tell you to to Google his accomplishments, his charity work and everything that he does outside of WWE. That's why he gets the recognition that he does because he is one honorable dude. Like I, I would love to shake his hand just to, just and just, just to say, thank you for being a human being. You know what I mean? Like he is, he is a very, a, a, a very, very selfless human being. He's, you know what I mean? Like it's just, he is very fittable for that role as the ambassador for the company and what he does for their charity work and the make a wish stuff. And you know what The stuff they he does for the Connors cure and, and like, yeah, yeah. That's Google, Google his accomplishments and the stuff that he does and you'll get a far better look at that. I can even do justice for. Okay. Okay.
3: Okay. You no, know i give I the do? man props,
1: man. I give the man props. Cause I mean, Florida Gator
3: late nineties, definitely I mean, probably had a bit of popularity.
1: I'm pretty sure he got awards for like black father of the year stuff like that. Like it's, huh. I'm telling you, man, his, his list of accomplishments and, and his charity work and Google it. That's all I can tell you because I will not do it justice.
2: Huh? Yeah. He, he was, I didn't really, I knew his name, but I remember seeing him winning like the Muhammad Ali award. I think it was yeah, at man. the ESPYs or something. He, or he wanted, I think he was like nominated like a bunch of times or a couple of times or something. He's, he's a big time <clears throat> humanitarian. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. You know what too, it's not, I mean, it's, it's Chris sometimes like the political, it's a a little political, but you know, it's amazing. Like you said, being an ambassador for, for the sport, for the, the whole industry really. But I think too, having, having Titus be able to go into some communities that not everyone go into, you know what I mean? It, it, It speaks a lot for, for Vince and for the decision makers that put him in that position. To you know, wrestling's always gonna have fans, whether white, black, green, whatever. But I think with having this guy being who he is, and like I said, to be able to go into certain neighborhoods or certain places that others can't, it gives WWE even more of a reach Listen, out to the community. You know, at I mean? last
1: year's WrestleMania, there is no way Hulk Hogan would have got away with coming on the stage without Titus O'Neil by bro. His side. I felt so
3: bad <laughs> for Titus. During that spot, who else was Titus out with made him it too? work, bro. Was it was it one of the Bellas?
1: They, well, they came out a segment like they were like Hogan and, and Titus were the host of the whole pay per view. Yeah, that's true. So that's they, true. They were multiple times. You know what I mean? That's true. But like anytime they're like that's the only reason why that worked with breaking Hogan out because he got away with having Tyson, <laughs> and Titus O'Neil by his side. I, I, st- I still don't know.
3: Like they must have owed Hulk Hogan a bunch of money. And just had to, like, get that contract fucking
1: finished off or something. Businesses don't give a fuck, bro. I can edit the sounds Opal. Oh, pal. We can put in cheers.
2: Yeah, that's true. How much, does,
3: how much did Hulk Hogan get paid knowing good and goddamn well he was going to get booed? Or did he not know he was going to get booed?
1: Uh, probably He probably didn't even know he was going to get booed. Yeah. Everything's all well now, brother. Yeah, <laughs> I apologize. <brother>. People forgot. <laughs> I said The Rock America. deserves to be the world champion, brother. <laughs> well, listen, listen. People already forgot about Rick
3: fucking Flair. You should have heard the woos at the soccer game yesterday. Oh, I was yeah, like, I was like, I'm not even, I'm not even getting into this one, man. I'm not even yeah. fucking. I know Ollie, woo, woo, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not doing it, man. I'm not doing it. Um, no, but you know what? The, the, I appreciate that truth because, like, I saw like he did stuff with Heath Slater, and he had like a couple solo runs, but like nothing.
1: His, yeah, his on screen stuff wasn't anything to write home about, like it wasn't, you know, his greatest wrestler, you know, they never make it kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it was, it's his, it's what he does as a human being that puts him in the position that he is in now. Hands down,
3: it's interesting to see that it really is because you do assume the superstars would have that outreach and that they would reach back even like 30 40 years to a superstar who the fans would love. But Titus is still relatively young, per se, like he's probably in his 40s, but I mean, he's his only credentials.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, he's a well-spoken man. You know what I mean? Like, think about all these campaigns that they do like the, the, the Be a Star campaign, the anti-bully campaigns, like picture Titus O'Neil going to these schools and talking to these kids. Who's a better man you would want to send to do that? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, true. it's he fits, true. He fits it so perfectly. Yeah. Shout out to Titus worldwide. I'm sure he gets paid a hefty paycheck to do so.
3: That was the other thing I was like interested in is I wonder if he has, and this might be a little ambitious, a chunk of ownership. It's a publicly traded company. I wonder if Vince has given
1: him some stock. I know. I don't know when he was around when it happened, but they gave all kinds of people stock. Jr. still has stock in the company. Uh (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they gave all kinds of people stock when they first went public. That was kind of their present to a bunch of people. Like you know, we're going public. We're going to be making a bunch of here's a bunch of stock of the company kind of thing. Like yeah. But I'm thinking to myself
3: like you know I'm not trying to knock it on wood right now, but like Vince isn't going to be around forever. Obviously Shane Stephanie. Hunter, they're gonna run through question that now.
1: Wow, yeah. Shane <laughs> is a very interesting <laughs>
3: Yeah, but the Shane one too is also questionable from what rumors apparently think, he's
1: he's only signed as a talent, he was never brought to the like, yeah. official role. So mm-hmm.
3: it's very interesting to see if he's just kind of like
1: apparently he wants nothing to do with it, so it makes sense.
3: It is the king of the ring right now. I wouldn't be shocked if he popped up during the final, but <laughs> well, he's the greatest. <laughs> Could you imagine King Shane? I would be all for that. I'm sorry. Sign me the fuck up for that. Sign me (laughs) up for King Shane. Uh, No, I I, just, it popped in my head because watching the college football, he was on every other fucking commercial slot. I see him on the commercials all the time on the network. And when you go online, you see the commercials on YouTube. He's like a face of the company. It's just as somebody who didn't see him actually wrestle or see the progression from where he started to where he got to. And I definitely don't know about his philanthropic work as much as you say that he's got this list. I'm going to have to Google him when we're done because I'm clearly not doing him. I wouldn't do
1: it justice sitting here trying to tell it to you. So it's yeah. yeah, Mm. Google his accomplishments and what he did. No, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And
3: happens in all sports, man. It's just that quiet guy. Well, maybe not quiet per se, but that unassuming person, like I'm a big junkyard dog fan, Toronto Raptors. And part of his legend is the fact that he was so huge in the community. He's still in Toronto to this day. He hasn't been a Raptor for 20 years. Right. And, you know, I'm a big, big, big Red Sox fan. Boom, 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 baby. And, you know, during the heat of that 2004, 2005, 2006, like post finally winning that world series, every single one of those guys were in the community, but it was Bronson Arroyo. He went to the musical uh, schools to teach kids how to play guitar because he was just famous for having, that random song that came out during the season that ended up hitting the billboard. Like, it's just cool to see these guys who are making millions and are larger than life, our superheroes, bring themselves down to us average folk and make people's lives, man. Like I'm, you know, the mooseheads are the mooseheads. It's not like they're super duper celebrities, but I still have memories being like a 10, 11, 12 year old kid meeting them guys. And, you know, some of them made it, most of them didn't. But then they were superheroes to me and it took a bit of humility and humbleness for them to, you know, talk to this kid. (laughs) You're the greatest Ramsey a bit. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You didn't say that, but like I would, I couldn't handle fame or popularity like that. I'd be a cocky piece of shit. I'm not even lying to you. I don't know if I, I think I am, I am as humble as I am as a non-celebrity because if I had any fame, I probably wouldn't bother. I'm being very honest and saying that mm-hmm. I give respect to anybody making these millions and millions and millions who can humanize mm-hmm. themselves for a kid like that. And yeah.
0: that's cool. A man. lot of
3: people. Hey, and like I said, I've said it before. Yeah. I remember when, um, when them guys were here the late nineties after the autograph session was over. Cause like there was like six or seven tables, a bunch of people didn't end up getting autographs and mm-hmm. it was Lita Lita Jr uh grandmaster sexy turn it up, <laughs> and somebody else this is bad i'm forgetting this i posted this on. i should look this up i just posted this on reddit not that long ago but like they stayed hours after the event was done signing more autographs and talking to all the fans because the two hours with the dozens of tables but your Stone Colds, your Goldbergs, all them guys, they they showed up late. People were waiting in line for them. They didn't even get to finish the line. And then, then them guys were back to the hotels. But Lita and I wanna maybe it was no. I just remember sexy literally stuck around and was like helping clean up. And um Clifford and um Gilbert both said it was one of the coolest, most like real things they ever saw. And, you know, truth, you're talking about stacking chairs and stacking tables at these indie events. That's probably what it is, man. Staying true to your roots and staying true to what professional wrestling is. And that's 100% everything about it. And I'll never forget that day. Cause it was like, I got a couple autographs, but like, you know, uh, Raven left early. Um, who else was there? Jazz. She left early. She was the women's champion at the time. I think. And she had a bit of a pop because a lot of people that like uh, my uncles and my cousins and stuff that all went to that autograph session, they all wanted to see jazz black women's champion. Like there was some special shit. She didn't stick around long, man. Like none of the superstars really stuck around long. It it takes something special Mm -hmm. for you to humble yourself. And I mean, me meeting Lita was like the coolest thing ever because I knew I wasn't going to get to meet her because we were stuck in a lineup. And then next thing I knew we're outside and everybody's like, come over here, come over here. And they're setting up all the fucking tape that they had inside. They brought it outside. They had everybody lining up, pretty much right at the parking lot at the forum, or at the forum, sorry, exhibition park, because that's where the session was. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So, shout out to Titus. Did Maybe you see the tweets? The tweets.
2: Yeah, because we don't have a producer, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take charge here. Did you see Alita uh... and Becky Lynch yet? What are you talking about, Willis? Don't do this to me. On Saturday, Lita tweeted, uh, or someone tweeted to Lita, like, how about one more match? And then she, Lita tweeted, well, who who's your pick? And then Becky Lynch tweeted, like, an hour later, I'll send you off with a bad arm if you like. And then Lita was like, well, if you happen to find yourself in the neighborhood tomorrow. So I think some people thought, like, oh, my gosh, is she, she going to show up to, to Raw? But she, anyway, she didn't. But that's a cute little, like, back and forth. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I'm excited. I love leader. Sign, me up. Leder. That, sign that was me up, That was my high. That was my that was my high school crush right there, man. I yeah, Leder. yeah. Leader was bad. I mean, and, and me I know I'm doing that. my producer hat again, but Stephanie McMahon, we were talking about. I don't know if you guys seen this too. She got inducted, the first ever woman mm. into the um, International Sports Hall. Of Fame. I did see that
3: actually. Yeah, that was really, is, really. I mean, cool. think
2: of think of the like iconic women, like tennis players and people from back in the day, Billie Jean King. And she's like literally the first ever woman to be nominated or to be inducted, which is and, huge. And she's inducted huge for the for family, but huge for wrestling like business, you
3: know. right? Like yeah, that's what's even exactly. like all these women their yep. their accomplishments in the yep. field of play. Stephanie's yeah. not even nominated or or actually inducted for her accomplishments in the field of play is because she was a businesswoman. Yeah, and to her Best credit, woman.
0: I can't yeah
3: like to her yeah, credit definitely. like honestly
2: yeah
3: in an authority role and a management role And like, before yeah. her
1: yep nfl
2: oh NBA, like, and it's <laughs> still
3: to this, day, <laughs> to that this dark, day that
1: dark demon in my head that that sounds like bro my new interest music that's that's like talking to myself in the back <laughs> of my head it's like it was always saying it was like i can't wait till vince is gone so triple h stephanie can take over because it's like Knocking on wood, knocking on wood, knocking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't yeah. want to see nothing bad happen to Vince, but I mean, god damn it! But it's, it doesn't even look like that's going to happen now. It looks like it's mm-hmm. going to go corporate after Vince has, decides to hang it up. Yeah, and it's, I, I, don't know. I'm disappointed with that, man. Like it's, I think Triple H and Stephanie would have made it a great team with the help of guys that they have yeah. on NXT, like Sean and and Road Dogg, and you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Whatever else they bring in, they could have made something really big out of the WWE, but. Yeah, it looks like it's gone walmart corporate style like it's Mm -hmm. i don't know man the next few years that's going to play out is going to be very interesting
2: yeah Yeah, it really is But before we move on to i got one more producer's note (laughs) i love this i love this we give i'm the oldest one here but we give truth a shout out for saying the regis and kathy lee show (laughs) because i think it's now isn't it like uh Buddy oh, from Jesus. American Idol, it's, it's Kelly Ripa. Oh, that's right. That's and right. Uh, Ryan Seacrest, ain't it? Is it? I, I don't. I've watched Stra- it in ten wasn't years. Wasn't Michael, no, oh,
1: Michael Strahan? He's on the Today bounced. Show now. That yeah, yeah Michael Strahan bounced, and that was a big feud, was it
2: not? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was quick. Was... He was only on the show like for a minute, but like yeah, maybe a no, no, year. I'm, and...
1: I'm talking to Regis and Kathie. Lee. That yeah, was my day. The classic, the throwback. Yes.
2: Yeah.
3: Rest in peace to Regis.
2: Yeah. No, I was I was just laughing in my head when he said it because. We're talking about Big E making appearances. And I was like, what's he going back to 1994? <laughs> you got what I was trying to say. Yeah, I did. I did. I, did. I just got to chuckle little
0: bit. I'm just bugging you. <laughs>
3: Honestly, that was one of the few celebrity deaths that actually sucked because, like, who wants to be a millionaire was such a mainstay in my house when Regis hosted. And I always just had an appreciation for how every single person loved Regis. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, even the most lovable celebrities on Earth has got beef with somebody. Oprah's got beef with someone. Ellen's got beef with her own staff, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, every television personality, Ricky Lake, Rosie O'Donnell, they all had beef. There was mm-hmm. something about even Kathy Lee to this day, motherfucker. I mean, keep to doing it to day. this day. But, like, <laughs> Kathy Lee was holding fucking Donald Trump's head, right? Like. You're they right. all look for the edge, they all look for the beef. Regis, nah, that nigga minded his own business man. <laughs> yeah, I thing. loved Regis, man. Regis was the man, and of, like you know, I grew up watching all the game shows. Like, I love the match game, I loved um uh fuck the, the question one. Not the question one, they're all question ones. Um, oh my god, this is terrible. Mastermind, um Jesus, uh Hollywood Squares. Jeopardy. I love them all growing up, man. Like the game show network was a mainstay for me, but when they syndicated who wants to be a millionaire, probably like 15 years after it first debuted, I watched every time I could. And it wasn't because I was curious about the questions or the show. Like, uh, Regis loved Regis, man. And that's a whole man. That really truly is a whole. Like you do notice the, the befores and afters growing up to now what's different in media Regis and Kathy Lee, Regis and Kelly, like just Regis. Regis was the man. And if you were making it to the mainstream, you did an
1: interview with him. It was like Larry King, like one of those people, right? One of those people. I broke up the metaphor. So I have the the pop up questions now. You said, you know, Regis <laughs> was a big hole left out. So what's your guys' biggest celebrity death that like really was your like shit kind of Damn. thing?
2: Like across you- all, all spectrums, like yeah, boards. just like
1: a celebrity that you were just like, man, that because I mean, it's not like it's gonna hate you personally. Where you're up crying for, you know, like yeah, it's a family member, yeah. but somebody that was just like, that sucks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, I um, mean, Norm
3: McDonald. I, shout out to him recently. Yeah, that's top yeah. five for me, definitely. Wouldn't be the heaviest though. I have to think about this one, which is probably not. The answer that's right because it should yeah, be something that comes to mind, but I don't really... I'd have
2: a five list too, maybe top three. But that, that it, there's nothing hit me like Biggie Smalls, Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, straight G. up. My, my, yeah, I, was, I was,
1: I was too young for that for that yeah. era to, yeah. to really let it hit me. Saying I was <laughs> going to say Owen Hart at first, but it was like I didn't really understand what happened when Owen Hart died, yeah. so it didn't really yeah. affect me like that. Like, yeah,
2: it's... I mean, there were some other ones like you know, Michael Jackson, people I was a fan of growing up, but yeah the the biggie thing was for me i was a huge fan and my mom actually called me i was i was in ottawa and i was jogging on the Rideau canal my mom called and she was like yeah did you know biggie smalls died and i was like "A, how did the fuck you know who biggie smalls is (laughs) 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 and b like she was a hip-hop fan but like i didn't know she knew who biggie was and anyway yeah i I know exactly where i was if i went to ottawa right now and flew there i could i know the exact spot i was sitting on like I, i was went for a jog she was calling like, four or five missed calls, and I'm like, it's my mom. She never does that. And I sat down. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I sat on that bench for, like, two hours, bro. Like, I wasn't bawling my eyes out, but I was, like, you know, it there were some tears. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And right up there, but actually, with that recently would be Kobe Bryant. But I think Biggie was the one that hit me the, the, the most, most, oh. most. Like, that, a lot of my rap style, and the, I don't, you know, rap fast. I do have a more slower draw. Like, a lot, a lot of people say, like, are you American? They think I have an accent like to almost like a Virginia accent. It's cause I just grew up just biggie, biggie, biggie. Like I didn't, you mm-hmm. know, when they had the West coast versus East coast beef, I, I didn't listen to Tupac after that for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to Snoop. Like I, obviously I did to an, an extender eventually, but I was just so into the, to bad boy and biggie. And so straight yeah. up. Yeah, man. I...
3: Prince Prince was a rough one for me. Cause I grew up listening to his music. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, you know, the greats, you remember the greats when they passed away because, like, it's kind of like when we were just talking about 9-11 a couple episodes, like, where were you when, like, when Michael Jackson died, for example. Um, But, like, you know, just listening to Brew talking, I couldn't think of any, but I remember the first one that really affected me, like, Aaliyah, Princess Diana... Like I remembered those, but like they weren't celebrities to me specifically. I just knew that they were celebrities. But I like I grew up in a house that auto racing was on the television every Sunday. And as a kid, like you just fell in love with somebody who was from your country. So like Formula One, I love Jacques Villeneuve. And in cart, I love this guy named Greg Moore. So I remember it was Halloween and I was into cart a lot more than Formula One when I was a kid. And Greg Moore was like competing for the title left and right. Like, I, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been the last race of the year, too. I could be wrong. My memory's not that everything, but I remember watching the race before going out for Halloween. So I remember coming home and I loved this dude. Like, I even had the t shirt. Like, I think my dad brought it back from when he was away. Like, I loved Greg Moore. Like, you know, you love you just brought up Kobe Bryant. Like he would have been that for me when I was young in that auto racing sense, like this dude can do no wrong, a Canadian, one of me, and not a lot of my friends like racing. So like when he does well, it was, it was for me, it wasn't for me and my friends who were Habs fans or Red Sox fans. You know what I mean? Like I loved this dude myself. So I came up the steps when we were done and it was all the candy and everything else. And I remember asking my mom, did Greg win? Nothing. So, well, it must have been a bad race. Eating the candy, doing whatever else. Dad had something on. I was like, put on Sports Center. Yeah, 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 yeah. No Sports Center. Put on Sports Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Sports Center. So eventually because we would still have you guys probably know this you still have those straggler kids like late halloween like nine nine fifteen they're still knocking on your door ringing your doorbell got any more candy nah motherfucker the the kids already took all the candy that was was me coming back on my third trip and a (laughs) (laughs) a
2: hockey bag full
3: (laughs) so um mom was downstairs i think this would have been like a long door knock after the last one so mom was probably like downstairs unwinding dad was upstairs kind of guarding the television probably had like the history network or something on right like just so when he went downstairs to go say hello to whoever was at the door i changed the channel and put on a sports center breaking news greg moore dead and i'm like legit sitting there in front of the tv for like 15 seconds like huh dead greg moore My favorite driver is dead. What? How? Huh? I don't get this dad, 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 come here, dad, come here. And of course he was trying to avoid me seeing everything that happened. So as my dad's coming up, they showed the accident um, once an hour on the hour for the first few hours after it happened. And as my dad's coming up the steps, I'm seeing the crash and the crash happens and his car is kind of sitting there. And then another car just comes and hits his car like 200 plus kilometers an hour. Boom, dead. And I'm like 10, 11 years old watching my favorite race car driver die on television. So like you guys are talking about that. And I'm like, it's not a, a a popular something or anything. Like he's not exactly the most famous celebrity on earth, but like as a nine, 10, 11 year old kid, I love this guy. Like he was a God to me as Canada's greatest driver a couple of years after Villeneuve won the formula one title. I wanted to be a cart driver like when I was young and that was when my dreams died, when Greg Moore died. Cause I was just like, I'm never going to get behind a car. That's some scary shit, but it like, I couldn't quite comprehend it. It was kind of like we were talking about nine 11. Like it took you a day or two to really get it. And I wore the t-shirt, the school that Tuesday. Cause I actually stayed home from school that Monday. Mom let me stay home from school. Cause I was upset, but I wasn't like openly upset. I just didn't want to go to school. Um, and I wore the, the t-shirt to school on Tuesday and I don't think anybody knew what it was. So I was just kind of like, yeah, he my favorite race car driver. He died. And, like as a kid, like you just don't know, like whatever else. And, and a teacher took me aside and was just like, you shouldn't be telling people blah, 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 blah. And I think like, as a young person uh, acknowledging paying tribute and respect to somebody that you liked I was just like I'm just trying to let people know who he was as a young man like that's that was my mentality then and I think back on that then now with all the celebrities and famous people and and pseudo famous people that have passed away over the years that's the one that sticks out for me from a personal level that I'll never forget we talked about Michael Vick you know what happened? I like that was like something that I remember every minute of that day because like it was somebody that I loved so much personally that didn't quite transition to my friends or my family or everything else. It was just like a personal um, pride, personal love, a personal affection. So like when he died, yeah, it that was uh that was shitty. And there were so many legends that have died over the years. And now that was like people talk about when Ayrton Senna died. That was my Ayrton Senna. And since then, like, there hasn't been a high-profile driver death off the top of my head, aside from Dale Earnhardt. But when people talk about Dale Earnhardt, I bring up the Greg Moore story. And it just connects racing fans, because when you bring up the Greg Moore story, people bring up the Ayrton Senna story. You know, we talk about AW, WWE, UFC, Bellator. You know, there's a competition in auto racing, too. But at the end of the day, those guys all put their lives on the line to entertain us. So when one dies, we all kind of lose a piece of ourselves. And I'll never forget October 31st, 1999, man. The day Greg Moore died. So sorry for talking for like 10, 10, 15 minutes on that. But, <laughs> but it's a good question, truth, because like, you know, you, you talk, we talked about 9-11. You know, where were you when it happened? Celebrity deaths are staples. Kobe dying. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was a single person on the face of this planet. And I mean this truthfully, at least in the technological areas of the world, the 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 first to third world countries, everybody knew that Kobe died. Everybody Mm -hmm. knew whether you knew who Kobe was or not. You knew when he died that he died. There's very, very, very few people like we can probably name dozens of them. But when you think of the fact that there's 7 billion people on this planet, there's not a lot. There really isn't. I hate to say it Donald Trump is one if he dies the whole world would be like holy shit
0: yay or oh no
3: yeah but we can't yeah, say I that understand. about Trudeau you know what I'm saying like there's just a a level of fame and celebrity and a level of a, a peak that so few humans can reach and like from a general sense more modernly like you just said Kobe but Michael Jackson would probably be the one whether you loved him or hated him whether you know what I'm saying like Michael You all, everybody on earth has heard a Michael Jordan or Michael Jordan song, Michael Jackson song. Like that's Mm -hmm. fact Mm -hmm. it's fucked. But like they were even saying the planes would fly over third world countries in Africa where there's no speakers playing Michael Jackson. Everybody knows a Michael Jackson song, Mm -hmm. but it's just rare. It, It seems more common in the world we live in with tech, like with social media and like this person died, this person died, this person died. We never used to get that before like obscure, like obscure backup actor from a CBC show passes away age 40. And it's like, who, but, but
1: if, if that was your favorite actor, if that boom. hurt you the most, then that's the big question, right? Bingo. I mean, for me, yeah. the, the, my Kobe, I was about my, to
3: ask you, I was going to yeah, say like, I need to know yours if it's wrestling related or not. Cause I know you brought up Owen Hart, but you know,
1: I, I got, I got three technically, but one's kind of an obvious one. So like my Kobe and my MJ, like Michael Jackson, like that was, that's kind of Muhammad Ali. Like when Muhammad Ali died, it was just like, damn, like it's, he wasn't supposed to die. You know what I mean? Like It was just, it's yeah. Muhammad Ali. You know what I mean? Like it was, he's supposed to be around forever kind of thing. Um, but that's, that's just kind of an obvious one. I got two of them and they, they, they're two kind of different ones, but it's, they're both based around stories. Excuse me. Um, the first one is the ultimate warrior. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I was the biggest Ultimate Warrior mark. I'm pretty sure I have a video somewhere in, in one of my DVDs that, that I'm I, my face is all painted up. Like every day I would make my mother paint my face like the Ultimate Warrior, just so I could run around my host and just have my face painted. You know what I mean? Like that was that was my dude as of, when I was a little kid. That's Growing dope. up, That's you dope. learn you learn about him and, and everything like that, and you learn about his history. And okay, maybe he's not the greatest guy, you know what I'm saying? But when he came back and he gave that goddamn speech on Raw, and it's like he just he dies a day later, and it's like it's just such a fairy tale ending. Like it's so, so yeah. that like when he died, it was just like, damn. Like it's you, I wanted to see if this was a legit speech or if this was just showbiz. You know what I mean? But it's like it, you died. Like it's just how how did that happen? Like I just the second one for me and it's it's i don't really want to say it's a a selfish reason because i honestly only really know him that well from black panther and that's chadwick boseman Mm. and it's one of those things where it was like yeah he was a dope actor and i love those movies but then you find out what what was going on after he died and it's Mm -hmm. like you fucking hero you like it's you know what i mean like it's
0: yeah
1: fuck that sucks like the world lost a good person you know what i mean like it's and that's just me looking back. at Like I said, I could go back and say, "Yeah, Owen Hart was terrible and what." But I was a kid. I I really didn't understand what was going on at that point. You know what I mean? But as an adult looking at those three, it's kind of like, man,
2: that sucks. Yeah, I, up. I'm with you too. Uh, <laughs> it's obviously I'm a little older, but with Ultimate Warrior, uh, my favorite is like a small kid was Junker Dog. He was yeah. loved Junkyard Dog. But when I first saw Ultimate Warrior. Uh, when I tell you, man, I had all, uh, uh, to this day, I swear to God, I need to go to my dad's day. See what I'm missing. <laughs> to this day, I still have all those old action figures from the 80s. And I had the Royal Rumble ring with the cage. And I was such a fucking warrior fan. I wrote. I wrote $200. I should... <laughs> <laughs> if I could find it, hey, uh, I, I would put the makeup, the paint on all my wrestlers. So I had all of them. If you if you know you see Paul Orendorf, got the eye makeup. I'll like, right? yeah. take the little elastic bands and put them on the arms. Like Ultimate Warrior was the shit for me. Like, 100%. oh man. I mean, I'm again, so glad you I'm so glad you brought that up because I mean I'm looking back, and,
1: yeah, he maybe he wasn't the coolest guy. You know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. he was a dick and maybe you know he didn't really make the greatest life choices, but mm-hmm. it's just the culmination when he came back and gave that massive speech and then mm-hmm. died the next day. And it's like, yeah, you can't like you want to talk about movie scenarios, like that's mm-hmm. that's something you'd yeah. see in a movie, you know? What you I mean? can't like write that any better than that. You can't you? Can't write yeah. that at all. So it's whether or not you know his apologies and everything. Whether or not that was all genuine, I don't know. But mm-hmm. the, I don't know. I really
2: don't. Well, that's but. something. We, uh, I guess you know. I know we're eight hours in, like we usually are. But <laughs> that's, that's something to me where I I tend to, and I'm not I'm not like you know I don't think of it in a negative light, but I separate those things. You know what I mean? Like it's if so you're you can go me,
1: back and watch a Chris Benoit match.
2: Yeah, I yeah, I mean I okay, yeah, and, I mean me you look at like a Snoop or somebody that's Snoop's probably the coolest guy in the history of the world. Like let's just throw that out there. You know what I mean I've opened up for him. I've met him a couple times. Like when he was younger, he allegedly killed a man. You know what I mean? Like he's done some fucked up shit. I I can separate Snoop and Calvin Broadus. You know what I mean? Like so, yeah. you know I am with you with saying like Aldis did some crazy shit. You know, some other wrestlers, some other boxers have too. Like, that's sort of why I'm still on John Jones's like tip of like, I still think he's top <sighs> three of all time. But you're talking about John country, Jones, yeah. the fighter, not John Jones. Yeah, no, no that's person. what I'm saying. So when people yeah. are like, oh, in, in his legacy, when he's done, he's going to be probably the biggest idiot in the history of MMA, but he's also, I'd say, a good 50% people would say he's the best of really all time. Yeah. yeah. And he's never lost. Do you know what I mean? So it's, you know. I'm There with the ultimate warrior, like it's it, it sucks Some and even if you're I was never a huge Ric Flair guy, but if you're a huge Ric Flair guy right now, you're going like E. maybe I don't publicly say that shit right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but yeah, I think we do have to separate these guys sometimes. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you I think back to the Chris Ben Wall
1: thing. It's like I can go back and watch a Ben Wall batch, no problem. Like I – yeah. A side joke, like I'm, I'm being labeled as a Chris Benoit just the way I wrestle. Like it's just that's, mm. and I, I laugh at it. and I accept it because that's I, Chris Benoit the wrestler is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's, there's no yeah. doubt about it. It's, but you yeah. got to separate that from Chris Benoit the person. Yeah, and I get it. I know it's hard, but you got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> you got to do it. It's a hard you one. You it, it's
3: a hard one. It's <laughs> the. We talked about gray areas. Yeah, It's the gray area. It really is. Yep. I'm not bringing them up again. This is probably the fourth time on this goddamn
2: show. Brew, I know you listen to R. Kelly. Yep. Like, I'm probably the biggest R. Kelly fan of anyone I know. <laughs> somebody you said know. it
3: the other day. Like, where does he rank on the greatest songwriters of all time? And all these people in the comments are going on about this and that and that and this. And he did this and that and that and this. But when you ask the physical the question can you give a physical answer and i'm going to quickly sprinkle this in right now because i was going to talk about it earlier and i was going to pass on it because again we're marathon and we haven't even started to talk about fucking boxing the whole dave chappelle special like the people were copy and pasting criticisms from the previous few specials because if you really truly Mm watch this special or listen to this special and especially the last bit about Daphne. Mm-hmm. The Man has acknowledged his faults before we can take him down. So many of these people are being taken mm-hmm. down when their careers are over or when they're dead. Mm-hmm. Some of the times you just got like Richard yep. Pryor. They keep bringing stuff up about him, and it's like look at the John Gruden thing right now. Ah, that's a different one though. I don't know. fuck him. Fuck Chucky. Fuck Chucky.
2: I, know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just I'm <laughs> I'm saying you're digging ten year old emails out. But you know that's I mean? a different
3: like, one, though, Brew. I disagree. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think that you can separate the accomplishments from the person when you're in an authoritative position, which is why R. Kelly is a difficult one, because R. Kelly was running the show. Yeah, yeah. right. No,
2: I, I get it. I get it. I, and I've heard a lot of different ways. I won't go too much into it because now we're talking football. But I mean, <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I posted something like a few years back about Bieber singing that song like emirate emirate yeah yeah. and uh, another friend of mine who was also black was like well he was just a kid like you know we're in a world where you got to forgive and forget and two days later he posted someone else did something and i was like bro what happened to your opinion from two days ago Mm -hmm. so we pick and choose right so i mean that's my only point with the gruden shit you're taking 10 year old whatever the Oscars. you're going back 11 12 years for him making gay jokes Maybe yep. he doesn't do that shit no more because maybe he grew up. He had kids. He learned. I'm not yep. saying Gruden's the, the best guy. I'm just saying, like, if the emails were last year, you know, and you took emails from his private account that wasn't, like, a Fox Network news <laughs> account or, you know what I mean? I, got, I I have a heart for this because I got in trouble at work once when I worked uh, in the media industry for saying certain things in a conversation from, from a personal, like, Yahoo Messenger account and the reason we got in trouble is because the other guy on the other end was using his work one so i got in trouble for it too and i was like i, d- I don't think that i think this is a human rights issue this is my personal email i can say what i want or message or whatever mm. you know what i mean so yeah no i, I won't get too much yeah. new i just i'm just saying that's how the world is right now the john they're, they're digging back into shit. bad though bro oh it's horrible yeah
3: I know what you're saying. Like, I know exactly what you're we getting live at
2: in the world where people are digging up old shit, but we yeah. also live in the world. where People are given second chances.
3: Listen, I think you know I mean? that John Gruden though, broke a damn, especially if he was sending the emails with the Washington cheerleaders pictures. Mm-hmm. Well, oh yeah. No,
2: I was talking. I wasn't talking is, about that.
3: No, but this is what yeah. I'm getting at though. Like, yeah, like, where where? so when is it acceptable then this is the thing like when is it acceptable to go back 10 years and dig through someone's emails in john gruden's case it almost might be acceptable because you're talking now about criminal offenses that these women have sued the washington uh formerly known as redskins mm-hmm. over the the hazing and yep. the methods of uh, just everything was just yeah. so wrong why does bum ass john gruden have pictures of these girls and if John Gruden mm-hmm. has pictures of these girls, who else has pictures of these girls?
2: <laughs> so, Listen, to, yeah. I'll tell you two quick things. One, when yeah, when I mentioned Gruden, I more meant the racist remarks.
3: I know what you meant. Yeah, I know. But, I know. That's why I was saying, like,
2: yeah. don't do this I know, to me. I know. <laughs> and two, if you went through my email for the last fifteen years, oh, I was just getting ready to say that I'm getting Would fired from it. I,
0: like my albums are off Spotify, ago?
2: bro. Let's just say that. Like, would you my emails will make John Gruden emails? look like fucking Pee-wee Herman or fucking? You, you gotta know, stop Barack incriminating Obama.
3: yourself on the show of your Daddy. Ladies and bro, gentlemen, bro. Deontay
2: Wilder,
1: Tyson Fury was <laughs> on the weekend. What a show that was.
2: <laughs> Speaking of bad man <laughs>
0: What well,
3: were you talking about earlier? Statue of limitations. And, yeah. and uh, I'm just, playing. I'm playing. I'm See, just I'm like a
2: good comedian. Like I'm like Chappelle. I keep bringing it back around. I keep yeah, it just it back keep around.
3: bringing it back. That's the thing. <laughs> it's it's just the gray area. How gray is it? How big is it? Like it's just it's it's a conversation that we may never actually have an answer to because we live in such a hypersensitive era, whether it's for or against something. Like, some of the people defending Chappelle made me as mad as the journalists that were hating on Chappelle without actually listening to the fucking special, right? Mm -hmm. Some people were going hard, and I'm just like, yo, you might have people on your Facebook who are trans, Mm -hmm. you know? You might not know. Mm -hmm. That's part of the experience. Appreciate the comedy, appreciate the art, appreciate what Chappelle can do. Appreciate it to the
1: whole thing and
3: exactly listen to the whole thing because what Dave has done. And I love that Dave has done it this way is Dave has given us an example of a man maturing over a span of time through these Netflix specials. Go back and watch the first one and then watch this last one. It's before and after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's a guy who is getting back into the mode of things and he's just going raunchy as can be. Mm -hmm. And then once you get to this, the, the, the After the 824 special or, the, the, or the, the George Floyd one, the one after that, you hear a man who's a little bit stressed out because he's like, shit, I've been doing this for 25, 30, 35 years and nobody's ever criticized me. Now I'm getting criticized. I'm going to go twice as hard then.
2: <laughs>
3: and he did it. And they tried to cancel him then and they couldn't do it. So with this one, he was like, you know what, I'm going to go hard in the paint. He even said it during the special. I'm going to go hard in the paint. And he went hard in the paint. But he also explained to the, the the people in the crowd slash us at home how he's getting to these very, very, very complex foundations of his opinions on the trans community. And we're not going to get into that right now. I am very pro trans, but there are. am turning my mic off right now for we're getting into that. There are lines. This is what I'm saying. There are lines. We're not getting into it. We're not getting into it. Dave Chappelle does not know what a line is. Mm-hmm. And I think that we should appreciate human beings like Dave Chappelle rather than criticize them because sometimes a human being like Dave Chappelle will say what you're thinking. You're just too scared to say it. And yep. all I witnessed during He's this, session, Chris Rock, He's Chris yeah. Rock. And this is what I was saying. Like Tyson, Tyson was calling me out because I He's said, I always known for that
2: to say what you were
3: thinking. Well, cause they were going on about how nobody tried to cancel Dave Chappelle when he was making fun of black people. And I'm just like, please don't do this guys. <laughs> please, please, please don't do this. Just just stop. And I was like, they tried please. to cancel Dave Chappelle. Viacom tried to take him off of Comedy Central for the white face fucking news reporter. And these guys were like, white face doesn't exist. I'm like, okay, I do agree with you to an extent. But Dave made white face exist to prove a point. And here you guys are 20 years later, denying the point that Dave was trying to make then. So you're kind of canceling him yourself by saying he can't be canceled. I love those guys, but I'm just like, what, what point are you trying to prove? Listen to the art. If you don't like it, turn it off and pass. People are devoting their lives to canceling and shutting people yeah. down. And all it's doing is platforming people in some cases who should yeah. be shut down.
2: This is the counterweight. the biggest problem with COVID and shit is it's heightening everything, and the real simple fucking pro- the real simple thing to do when you have an issue with something is to not fuck with it. Period. You know what I mean? There's I, I'm a forty-some-year-old black father, black man. Like, am I scared of KKK? Sure, if I saw them, but I've fucking never seen them in my life. You know what I mean? Like. You know, I, I've been I, where I'm like, oh, that, shit, might, this, be realist, be here, that but... might be the realist. That
3: might be the realist brew is a metaphor that you've done. So far. <laughs> it's like,
2: like grown the shark. No, worry about them, but I've never seen them. You know what sharks
3: what in a swimming pool, bears in the woods struck yes. by lightning. Are you, you know going to live in fear of things that probably aren't going to happen to you? Mm-hmm. The KKK is kind of a bad example, but it's a great example because it's literally <laughs> like that's just it. So when somebody like Dave Chappelle does Clayton Bigsby. If you don't like it, turn it off. But fuck, <laughs> man, that's some real ass shit. The blind black white supremacist.
1: Oh, that's, that's, that's good. That's good. The racial draft. Out of all those kids you brought up. The time traveling <laughs> slaves. Wu Tang
3: financial. If your ass is leaking, you better be seeking yeah, rocket like pads.
0: Exactly, like, has like he this.
3: hasn't been doing this. This is it. He yeah. makes fun of everybody. Yeah. And I said this, I, it's a terrible example because The Simpsons did it to a way less extent. But Dave Chappelle is The Simpsons. Make fun of everybody. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons has literally been on for over 30 years. And the show is literally built on stereotypes. Mm-hmm.
1: Could you imagine if The Simpsons well, look came out today? Treated now, though. they
3: delete deleting episodes left and right. It. it pisses me off. It's because deleting
1: episodes. They're changing cast members because they're white yep. doing brown voices.
3: Yep, you know, like what I mean? Hank I Azaria, man, was literally like this. This and that documentary about Apu did kind of change my angle a bit, but then when you read the general reaction of that documentary, the vast majority of Indian people loved Apu. They it was it, guy. It, it's it was a Western pop culture inclination of even if it was making fun of indian culture indian life no other show was doing it the simpsons did it yeah maybe they were making fun but apu had a very prominent role they mm. stereotype cops they stereotype the church they stereotype the navy they stereotype people who work in industry the whole show candy is built on st- everybody candy. everybody yeah. the show literally makes fun of everybody but it also humanizes everybody and gives everybody a platform. So my comparison, Dave Chappelle and the Simpsons might not be accurate, but the racial draft taught a lot of people that Tiger Woods was Asian. Right? Like, remember when he went into the hood to try to find golf clubs? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you have to laugh if you can't laugh at that shit, man, what can you laugh at? And that's the, that's the future and the, the, the world that I'm worried about. And I brought up Norm Macdonald, not that long ago, rest in peace, the last of a dying breed. And if we're going to shut up the Dave Chappelle's of the world, comedy's dead. Yeah, Comedy is dead. I'm not trying to sound like Joe Rogan. Cause I can't stand him that much right now myself, <laughs> but like, this is the point that he's been making. And, you know, he, he went on, he was just on kill Tony the other day with Tony Hinchcliffe and, He's another one. The Asian guy was making fun of white people for five minutes and nobody said nothing. Tony Hinchcliffe comes out, makes fun of Asian yeah. people and basically gets canceled. Yeah. What, what, what's, the, what's the math? Oh, you can't be racist mm-hmm. towards white people. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. No, they've, they've been racist to us for 400 years. They've been racist to me. A, a, a white man slept with a black woman. That's how I was made. So, I mean, like, chill, bro. You know what's up? Like, come on.
1: <laughs> same people calling Tim Dillon a homophobe and Ben Shapiro a Nazi. It's, Bingo. There's no winning in these yeah. arguments, bro. You just got to shut the fuck up and move on. Why do you, like, when do you ever see me post my opinion on Facebook?
2: Yeah, Never. I'm the same, I don't want to hear Especially yours. Especially when it comes to those type of people. <laughs> I might have a strong opinion. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I had a roommate years ago. Mine. That was all about alex jones and if fuck, like man this guy watched alex jones 23 hours a day and i wanted to punch <laughs> him in the face like every other day <laughs> but like i never once posted about it or like if i disagreed or if i would you know what i mean it's just i don't post my opinion
1: because i don't want to hear yours so yeah that's yeah. that
3: is that is boom another boom that's the second boom this episode boom, boom. truth no I the just second boom one
1: more so i have a three pieces
3: <laughs> hat <laughs> trick, baby <laughs> That's the second boom of the night. <clears throat> we have to start teaching kids to scroll, to scroll. You don't like something you see. You don't agree with something you see. If something really offends you even scroll, mm-hmm. scroll, just scroll. Like the concept that we all grew up with. If you've got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing. We got to get to that point. I'm all for people being activists and defending what they believe in and all this stuff. But when you're imposing your beliefs on other people's pages, other people's walls, and I'm bringing this up now, actually, I wasn't gonna bring this up at all, but I'm gonna bring it up right now. Not to like totally shift. Things before we get to the... No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is like, you know, you guys, you guys know we're, we're doing this a day late because uh, I had a personal situation where a friend of mine was dealing with something and it was an emergency. But two days prior, somebody's on my Facebook wall talking about mental health being a joke, saying that these certain people are lying about their mental health to get out of situations. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you don't know who's reading this. This isn't your Facebook. Mm -hmm. You might know who's reading this stuff on your Facebook. Go right ahead. Post about post about this shit all you want on your Facebook. You can't be talking about this on my wall. You can't be talking about this on somebody else's wall. So-and-so's faking mental health issues just to get out of a fight. No, no. And if you feel that way, shut the fuck up. Scroll. Don't come on my wall talking about mental health issues. Don't come on my wall saying people are faking shit. Don't come on my, don't do that shit. Don't do that on anybody's shit. People are dealing with it. 48 hours, 48 hours, literally after i had that conversation on my facebook one of my goddamn best friends almost lost his life maybe he read that and was like you know what i am a joke my life is a joke i'm gonna go finish myself i'm we're like three hours into a fucking podcast and here i am ranting about bullshit on facebook but that's the reality of it scroll shut the fuck up scroll you don't like something scroll unless that person is saying your name scroll scroll just scroll just scroll and i like honestly people friends of ours brew because you know some of them too truth you may even know a couple of them being in the community the hip-hop community their their likes their their posts used to have like 40 50 60 likes in the heat of this covid shit and now here we are 18 months later and they're down to like you know single digits but they're pushing the fucking shit hard do it Mm -hmm. do it on your page all you want Promote your anti-this, pro-that, all the fuck you want. Do it My on your page.
1: has been on
3: fire this not- on That's it. Unfollow. D- do it on your own page. Keep that shit off of other people's pages. And if you're still listening to this podcast at this point, you're a fucking legend. Is. Love you
0: send, <laughs>
3: send me a DM or an inbox, as a few people have done when I've done this over the past. And I've, uh, I've so shown was, you. I'm not
1: sure. Was there something else that happened this weekend that just <laughs> passed? I don't is there remember. more to come?
3: Uh, there was a I there, was, there a, was something that happened. This there was weekend. a meteor. Oh, there was a meteor shower. There was a meteor shower. Oh, this, OK. This lady. Okay. Did you we'll hear this story? Guys for 45 minutes. Did you hear this story? The lady was sleeping. No, everybody's watching this meteor shower. And this oh, lady's legit. like, this is legit. <laughs> this is legit. I'm not lying. You can, you can look this one up the same as the Titus O'Neill. Uh, Google this one up. Yeah. Brandy, look this one up. <laughs> so there was a meteor shower and the lady was literally like sleeping in bed everybody's out watching the meteor shower. It's like fucking fireworks. And this lady wakes up to her dog barking. And next thing she knows, there's an explosion and there's debris all over her. One of the meteors literally crashed through her roof in her house. Wow. Is co-host Brandy looking this up? Well, Please tell me. I'm not going me. to bed tonight. Tell, tell me co-host Brandy's looking this up. She's on her phone, but she's
1: probably
2: tiktok <laughs> <laughs> I will be honest. Or, she, or she's waiting for the Fury Wilder commentary. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm on the 10 count.
2: Part seven of our chat. Oh, man.
3: Now, see, now I'm doing this and Brandy's not doing it.
2: The race
3: against
1: time. The race against-
3: uh,
1: but now, thanks a lot. I'm not going to sleep tonight now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Meteor Meteor gives woman late night shock,
3: and here's the picture. That's
1: terrible, but that's the rock. That's uh, the headline they come up with. Yeah, should have been like <laughs> Meteor asses woman. You want to smash? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going
3: to hell. I'm going to hell. Yeah, um, Dosa. She called 911, unsure what to make of the projectile A police the officer arrived that?
1: <laughs> A police
3: officer arrived on the scene And after establishing that the rock was not there As a result of the ongoing construction In Horse Canyon They settled on the only other explanation That the meteorite had come through the roof
1: Kids are throwing rocks at my house again Where's Lake Louise? Isn't that in Canada? That sounds very familiar.
3: Alberta. It's in Alberta. Yeah. So this happened in Canada. Total, total bridge Fucking story. Eight. I don't even know how the fuck we got to this. How did we get
1: Fucking to this? Meteor's coming through the roof, eh? But how did we get to this? How the fuck did we get to this? I don't know. But let's move on. To if, uh, yeah, out. yeah. We, we, we got to get on to the... Uh... Oh, yeah, right. You were saying
3: something else happened this weekend. Um, Lysol stock dropped. Um... <laughs>
0: Jeez, what else happened this weekend there was something
3: there was something else this weekend what the fuck else happened this weekend
0: dosa
2: to this day to this day i can't remember what it was. <laughs> to, this <day. laughs>
3: to this day to this day ah uh, folks it was a beautiful saturday night in las vegas I did not think I, would I'm ever... Vegas. <laughs> I was going to make that the intro. That's hilarious. I didn't, but I was thinking about it.
1: That's what it is now.
3: Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, 12 scheduled rounds. They went 11. I think uh, they made it to the 11th. They made it to the 11th. The anthems were beautifully renditioned. The pre-fight hype was gorgeous. We were just talking about Big E earlier. What a great introduction video. I was ready to go it was late but it was kind of early all things considered most of the fights went the distance and then the fights that there were knockouts and stoppages they all went pretty late so I was kind of impressed 10 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes where the fuck is Deontay Wilder at where's this guy isn't he supposed to come out with his heavy ass suit again (laughs) Was he trying to cut the shoulders off this time? Make sure you, like, like, where's this guy? Where's this guy? Boom. Right in the middle of like those guys talking, the music starts. And as pissed off as I was that he was taking his goddamn time when he was walking out and the confidence was there, I'm nodding. I'm like, this motherfucker. You can't be Tyson Fury in the ring. It's very rare you're going to be Tyson Fury on the mic. But can you mess with him mentally? Can you do the head games against a guy who's pretty damn good at it? But he, like I said, he uses his mouth. We know that actions speak louder than words and silence can be deafening. And Deontay Wilder's pre-fight statement, making everybody wait, set the tone, in my opinion, for what happened in the first few rounds. Brew, I got to get your take. Did you think when he got knocked down in the third round that the fight was over? Or did you actually have faith that Wilder could do what he ended up doing? Once he got back up in third.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I had faith. I, I didn't see like, you know, you could see right away in his eyes like he he got back up. Um, I honestly thought the next round when he when he banged Fury down twice, I thought, man, like end of the round, maybe next round he gets him. He didn't. Uh, I thought it could have been over. I think, you know, I know you asked the question, but I, I think it just relays from this. I think the biggest mistake wilder made in that fight was when he got that second knockdown and he didn't go to his corner the ref counted and then stopped his count told Wilder to go to the corner a lot of people saying oh it's a long count long count it's a long count because fucking wilder walked to the center of the ring the one so- thing
1: i'll counter to that because it's the same thing when when wilder got knocked down in the first fight when you're a fighter and you're laying there you're going to take advantage of how long that ref is counting. So you're going to lay oh, there till the yeah. last second and stand up. So yeah. no matter like if, you know what I mean? So it's, there's no like, oh my God, he gave him more time. And that's how he got up. It's like, no, he was probably laying there, just taking his time and taking a breath and, you know, yeah. wait till the ref got to eight I'd, and then pop up. You know what I mean? I like, do
2: think there was a big difference though. Cause I think in the first fight he was out. Like, yeah, he just but, physically was out and was listening to the numbers and went like, oh fuck, I need to get up. I think he was out from the first punch and the second one woke him up. Like that's what my buddy says. My buddy
3: still says
1: that to this to this day. I (laughs) I, 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 I swear (laughs) that that's what happened in the first one.
2: Yeah, 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 a a buddy of mine
3: says that because, like, you know, punch one knocked him out. Punch two woke him up, and then him hitting the canvas, he was like,
2: like, "Well, that just happened to Kevin Holland too." Fuck that hurt. Let me do the Undertaker thing. (laughs) Let me do.
0: Yeah, it's it's
2: (laughs) too much conspiracies and and blaming the cheat like. Yeah. Wilder blaming cheating. That's why I didn't shake hands or whatever after. And then, and then, you, know, then you know, I hate that. I hate that. The yeah, man was I, clearly concussed. Like yeah. I've had
3: people arguing with me fucking wilder, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, if you were in the ring with that man for 11 rounds mm-hmm. and he knocked you out and you're like going in there as a wolf to kill. If he comes over to you, and he's like, good fight, mate. And you're concussed. You're probably going to react like you're still a wolf to kill. Mm hmm. So I didn't like Fury, honestly, doing that. I know that they got, like, it's just part of the show. It's part of the beef that they have. I didn't like that one bit, as a side note. And I know my original question was dumb. It's just the fact that we got 11 rounds of that when it looked like it was over, when Mm -hmm. Fury knocked Wilder down, at least in my mind, what I Mm -hmm. saw in the fourth and fifth rounds, I messaged you guys in the group. I don't know if either of you guys were watching it the same time I was watching it, but, like, I messaged in the group, like, this is an amazing fight. Because the one thing I didn't know Deontay Wilder had was heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Truth. What was he, what else was he supposed to do? Like, I know you're not the boxing aficionado, but like looking from the outside, looking in, like did Wilder give you everything you expected? Was it above your expectations? Like, do you think that he could have offered more? Like, like Bruce said, he may have made some really dumb um, situational mistakes, but from an overall perspective, he gave, in my opinion, everything he could offer. What about you?
1: Well, first things first, shout out to Dana White and the UFC for getting a little promotion spot in the pre-fight. Their is i was going to say something that. about that at the end, you bastard. That's <laughs> fucking <laughs>
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> but uh, on top of all that, man, it's like I was—I was impressed with with Wilder's patience for the first couple rounds. It's like okay you're not just going in there haymaker right away. You're not, you know what I mean? It's okay. Jab, got, jab, got, 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 gut, And then after the second round, it's like, okay, you got to start adding other punches into that, or you're just going to get repetitive and, and, you know, Fury's going to catch you. But I don't know what it was, but it seemed like coming into the fourth round, it just seemed like Wilder was just done. Like he just, do you remember when he had his ear drum busted in the second fight and he just had that that wobbly and his that look on his face? Like, I don't know what it was, but he seemed like he, he had that coming into the fourth round. Like, and he somehow still got the knockdowns, but it's like he just seemed like he just wasn't there anymore. Like he just he ran out of gas already, and he wasn't even doing that much to begin with. So it's was yep. it him putting on the extra weight that really fucked him back? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I don't know how he survived 11 rounds, man. Like, I have yeah. no idea. There was times where he's like, oh, like, even Brandy was sitting here watching the fights just going, oh, my God. And it's just he was getting pounded and pounded and, like, gas. and you, but you guys punches just less and less, just, you know, less and less energy being thrown on him. But yet he's still coming back every round. I couldn't believe it.
3: So do you guys want my theory now that we're not, I can't spoil anything in the chat, but I wanted to save this one for you guys. And I've kept this one to myself. Shout out to Kenneth flood. Me and him talked about this myself. Do you think that Deontay Wilder had a walking concussion after the third round? And that's why he was able to stay up because we've seen this before guys get hit, get up Mm. and they're kind of dazed to a point that you can hit me as much as you want, but because I'm not there, you're not hurting me to me. That's what I think this
1: into pro wrestling, but they've been doing this for years, bro. Like there's the famous story of a TLC match where Bubba Ray Dudley got concussed very early in the match and he somehow wrestled the entire match and he has no idea what he did. But if you watch it on TV, it's like he hit all the spots and everybody was just telling him what to do, but he wasn't there. You know what I mean? He has Mm -hmm. no idea what happened. Who's to say that the same thing didn't happen to Deontay Wall? I think
3: it did because everybody's like, why did he abandon the jab? I said, there's no reason why he would have abandoned the jab except for he got knocked back into the first fight. And that's how he was fighting after that. When did they do the wellness check? Was it the 6th, 7th, 8th round? I forget when they did the wellness check. Oh, when the referee was just standing there? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and the doctor came in to check on him, and everybody said it was his hand. Yeah. Well, the referee was just standing there, like, ready to call the fight. Like, I actually thought that's when it was going to happen because the ref was right there staring. And I'm like, I swear to God, if this man raises his arms and waves, I'm going to be so pissed off. Mm -hmm. But it's the first thing that came to my mind. Because when Andre Ward told Lennox Lewis that it wasn't the hand injury, it's just something that Lennox does. Like, when he throws a punch, he does a little hand wiggle. And when he gets back into his stance, he does another little hand wiggle before he throws a punch. It's a sell. And Andre Ward said he's gotten rid of the cell over the last few fights because he doesn't want mm-hmm. Tyson Fury to know when the mm-hmm. strike is coming or where he's actually settling back into a stance after throwing a punch. So when the ref came in and they weren't checking the hand, that's the only thing that came to my mind. This has to be a wellness check, because mm-hmm. to Brandy's point,
1: how the fuck is he staying up?
3: Yeah. He's getting hit. He's yeah, getting hooked. I hopeless. have another
1: theory. I've, when he came out in that fourth round, he just had that glazed over look yep. in his eyes. Like, his ear was busted. Like, from the and second
3: and <laughs> and like I said, that's why I think that from round three, pretty much right to the end of the fight, and this includes the double knockdown in round four, because, again, even the second knockdown was a very flagrant punch. I still think Fury kind of got like, oh, I'm falling now. The first yeah. one was more of a legit knockdown than the second one. And that's why I think the ref took the, the count as slow as he did with the second one. Because the refs saw Fury on the ground, almost posing like he's a Playboy model. And he knew he was okay. He knew that he was going to get up at nine, regardless of if
1: he gave I'm him that. I'm just laughing at or that or not, cartoon because right? he was legit posing. <laughs> he yeah. literally was. Yeah. He was like,
3: he's saying to himself in his head, probably like, how the fuck did this bastard knock me down again? But <laughs> again, Wilder was taking some chances in the fourth and fifth round that I don't mm-hmm. think we would have typically seen. The reason why he slowed down from round six and seven to the end of the fight, in my opinion... Is when you're post concussion, your muscles slow down, your blood flow slows down. So we're watching a guy literally walking like a zombie, getting punched left and right. But his mind, despite being concussed. Yeah, exactly. Despite being concussed, his mind is probably in robot mode. It's literally in, like I said, a wolf ready to kill. And he knows his whole career is on the line. He's probably had that fed in his head since the arbitration. Right. And, you know, shadow, uh, Uh, Oh, my God, Malik. Jesus Christ, Malik Scott. He said, I don't know why he did. I don't know why. Why did he abandon the jab? Why did he abandon the jab? Why did he abandon the jab? And I keep saying to myself, I don't think you guys are being honest. I think you guys know your fighter was concussed. And I bet you like if the post fight report came out, it would say he was concussed, but they're not going to release that shit.
0: No, and then no, no, yeah. and Malik, when we were watching Malik, the fight yeah. like I say,
1: and we were watching it, and Brandy's going like, you know, he's getting beat up. He's getting beat up. And it's like, well, that's the thing about Deontay Wada, though. He could be gassed like that and still light a bomb I mean, on your face and you're still yeah, cold. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and that's yeah. why it's so intriguing to watch.
2: <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So, Brew, I, I was have was to ask say...
1: you. Oh,
3: no, go ahead. I want to hear this first. I want to hear this first. And I have to ask you a serious question. Serious question.
2: Okay. Um, I was going to say I have another theory only in that I saw Malik Scott in an interview. I think it was yesterday. Uh, and mentioned like once he went to hospital for his hand or whatever, uh, that they did do some checks on his head. And he could be lying. We don't know. I'd never saw the doctors. Before. He's lying. He's lying. Right. He was, <laughs> he was saying that there was no, uh, no signs of that. But, um, my theory is this, bro. He, the guy's a warrior. You know what I mean? I, I think he could have got knocked in the head, maybe, you know, whether it's concussion or not it is ir- irrelevant to my point. But, this is his third fight against a guy who's a way better fighter, a way better technical fighter, I should say. And, you know, you get those knockdowns with each round that goes by. You know, you could see, so I, I spoke on, the, you know, he did like a year to 18 months of, of training with a new trainer, learn how to box properly. And you could see the first couple of rounds he was trying to jab, very unorthodox with the jab. But it was good. Going the body. No, it yeah. was good, but like the footwork wasn't right. The footwork yeah. was like a guy that's been boxing for five years, yeah. not twenty yep. years. you know what I mean? Yep.
3: So, space, space creating jabs is literally what it was. Like yeah, it was something that was I would throw. And yeah. you
2: know, which he's tall. I'll do your thing, but like you're facing a taller guy. And I think with Fury coming at, at almost 280 pounds, like Wilder, as much as he, he was a, he's been known as a poor sport with with the losses, he made a good point. Is like if you can come in at 280. Why would you not come in at 280? Because mm-hmm. when we're clinching, you're tiring the fuck out of me. Yeah. What did and he say? He's
3: not here to uh not here to be a ballerina or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And obviously Perry moves like a ballerina for that weight. Mm-hmm. But especially I think after like I think it was around five or six round where he was clinching a lot more. So round
3: six, round six was literally right? almost was a minute and a half of clinch control between yeah. the two of them. It was and bad. I mean, it's,
2: it's he's obviously a bigger, heavier stronger and that's maybe not stronger like in the gym but you know when you're big like that it takes a lot out of you so i you know he could he very way well have been concussed i just think he has a warrior's heart he showed it um early in his career like against some guys like ortiz and stavern he's been a little bit of trouble but he's come back and he still walked it down so i think he's still so relying on that right hand that he felt like i don't care what round i'm going to go in i'm i'm going to get him eventually so, mm. I think, like, if he was a little more lackadaisical and robotic, I I would have been sold on the concussion part. But I just think he was just like, man, until you're knocking me out, I'm coming at you. I'm coming forward. Straight up. So, I, I just kind think of he a, proved his heart. Here's kind
1: of a theory slash question I'll ask you guys then. Like, to me, this is, it's, it's pretty logical to me in my thoughts, but with a guy like Deontay water, who's again, we've talked about who he's known as that knockout guy. He's that one hitter quitter. That's, that's what he's known for. That's what he's banked his whole career on. Mm -hmm. So when he gets in there to a guy like Tyson Fury and three times, now he's knocked him down and Tyson Fury's got right up when nobody else has, how much does that play into your, you know, into his psyche and, and how much, you know what I mean? God damn it. What else can I do? Kind of thing. And, does that just demoralize him like completely for the rest of the fight? Yeah.
2: Well, that's sort of why I say, like, after, especially or career prison, or career, it's not to cut you off, Brew. Yeah. yeah. It's possible. Right? People spoke on that. I, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Right. But I think, I think Tyson Fury's right from my eyes so far. I think he's the best boxer right now in the heavyweight division. And I think Wilder's the second best until an AJ beats him or a Usyk or uh, Dylan White, it, you know, and, and Fury said, I've, I've fought the guy three times, and I'm telling you, he probably would murder AJ. You know what I'm saying? Who knows better than Fury? So who knows? Yeah. Maybe AJ beats Wilder. But if he comes back and he, you know, starts going back to being the old Wilder with a little bit more of a technique, maybe a technical skill set, the sky's the limit. But he's also 38, so he's not a spring chicken. You know what I mean? The Just the way I feel like he's a warrior, and I've been a fan of his for you know, years, I'd like to see him come back and maybe he don't win the title again, but maybe string off three to five knockouts and then retire. Because if I know him, to, I just, I don't know him personally, but I know people like him. I know athletes like him. You can't go out the way he just did. Right? So I know some people are like, oh, maybe he should retire. No, he fought the same guy three times who's a better technical fighter. And he's got his ass kicked. You know what I mean? So now I'll chuck him in against anyone else is probably going to murder them. But Or does he, like Chris alluded to, is he punch drunk now off of like this shit? You know what I mean?
3: Or not quite as confident in that right hand, right? Yeah. I've thrown this right hand. That's what I was getting
1: at. Yeah.
2: Right.
3: So like, maybe he's going to be almost a little bit over technical. Like let's say Otto, Otto Wallin ends up beating Dylan White. And then that's the fight. Mm. Otto was not going to leave his chin anywhere near Deontay Wilder anymore. So it's just like, to me, I just, I feel like we may have seen the end of his career. And I think I said this in the group, like I didn't want to spoil anything mm. when it was happening, but I was like, I, I feel so bad. I think is what I said. And I, I didn't say a name, but like, I felt bad. Um, my buddy, Nick Burl, shout out to him. He said, I've got tears in my eyes. You kind of felt bad for Deontay Wilder. Even if you were mm. the biggest fucking Tyson Fury fan on earth, that man left everything in front of his wife, in front of his fans, In front of tens of millions, if not 100 million people who watched that fight, he Mm -hmm. seriously put it all on the line, knowing that that picture of him falling to the ring is going to be lore for boxing history. He still did it. You know, a lot of guys wouldn't, you know, what's the term? Um, Going out on your shield or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, there's no better example than what Deontay Wilder did. And I I give him full props, which is, Why this question, Brew, is probably a little bit strange because I am of the opinion with most people that this was one of the great heavyweight tilts of all time. Mm -hmm. This is legitimately one of the greatest boxing trilogies, mixed martial arts, wrestling even has a couple of great trilogies on the books. But there's a lot of people that are of the opinion that this trilogy was actually overrated and extremely one-sided. And when you look at the math and when you look at the numbers and you take away, which is not fair because mm-hmm. Tyson Fury getting up from three Deontay Wilder right hands. Well, mm-hmm. one was a left, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is part of the story. Yeah. That's part of the allure. That's part of the greatness of Tyson Fury that he was able to get up from a Deontay mm-hmm. Wilder punch. But if you remove those punches away, there's not a lot of rounds where Deontay truly dominated this trilogy.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, looking back maybe in like 5 10 15 years i know this is a crazy question to ask you right now Brew, but as a boxing nut as you are like i am are we going to see this as an overrated trilogy rather than truly one of the great boxing duels of all time
2: um my initial thought right now is no i i immediately threw that in my top 5 heavyweight heavyweight fights of all time um i think i told you before marvin hagler is my favorite Boxer of all time. So there's like some of the smaller dudes, I, I might push it out of the top five, but I might even put the top three heavyweights of all time right now. Or sorry, heavyweight fights. Despite the other two fights, just looking at the fight alone. Um, yeah, I have it as an instant classic. You know, if you take the points away or the the knock the knockdowns, I don't think it makes much of a difference. I think, you know, everyone sort of knew Fury was gonna TKO him or KO him, whatever you want to say. Um Or at least most people did, right? I saw I saw a lot of boxers actually. I I saw (laughs) a lot (laughs) of boxers. um, But he showed that he's improved. um, Maybe a little too late, little too, little too late for his career. But to me, it's an instant classic, like from jump. When you guys were posting in the group and I hadn't watched it yet, I watched it, comment, and then went back and watched it right again. Like literally, the like within five minutes, it started to brown one again. So I haven't done that in a long time uh with a boxing match. So I, yeah, to that me it's it a classic. There. Yeah, that to says me, it, it all there. Hands down, an instant top three, top five heavyweight straight up fights of all time for me.
3: I think the reason why that question has come up is because boxing has kind of hit a dull patch over time, where we're not getting these epics. Like even Canelo Triple G, just <clears throat> it just didn't quite hit that level. Like people are talking about Ward Gotti. Is that what Fury Wilder is? No. Not at all. That said, because boxing is starving for this kind of Mm -hmm. staple in the modern era, people are thinking that we're overreacting and overrating this trilogy Mm -hmm. as greatness when the reality is is it's not that great. I don't agree, but I see where the argument's coming from because Mm -hmm. boxing is starving for that staple. So, you, you know, I just, you said it, man. Just look at that third fight. It's one of the few times with a trilogy that you can almost ignore what happened in the first two fights.
0: Mm-hmm. The
3: third fight told its own story. It wasn't a continuation of, as much as Tyson Fury wants to say. When he say this is round twenty or round twenty-one? It's something like that. Like, no, Deontay proved to you that he came in a different person. You happened mm-hmm. to fight a different person and beat a different person. Kudos to you, Tyson Fury. Yeah, ten thousand percent. Because 100%. I think Deontay Wilder left it all in the ring. I'm more curious to see what happens next with him than I am Tyson Fury, honestly, because like Fury's either going to fight the winner of um, Waleen White, or it'll end up being whoever wins between Usyk Joshua. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's predictable in a sense, but what's going to happen with Wilder? It's a big question. A lot of
2: people call him out and he's, he's sort of said, wait in line. So now because I feel like he is the warrior that he says he is, he just, is not as good as Fury. Uh, if he humbles himself and and you know comes back as that killer he was, he's a long list of guys that have been calling him out. So he can be on that tip of like, yo, fuck the belts for right now. Yeah. I'm just gonna go knock out these five or six dudes, call it a career. Maybe go for a title if if I see fit. But you know, there's a, there is a long list of guys. There's some there's some young guys even like ranked between like eight and twelve, thirteen that in a year's time, might be top five. You know, Straight some up. heavy punchers that have, that have said, like, you know, a year or two ago, like, I want to face Wilder. Wilder was that guy. Like, I love Fury to death. He's he proved he's the best heavyweight of this generation, but he was never the sexy pick for guys to go after. It was always Wilder. So now, you know, does that shift to Fury? Probably. But everyone wants to beat that unstoppable machine, right? And as as much as Fury is that now, Wilder's been that And maybe it's the right hand. I don't know. And maybe it's just because the brash American thing too, but Mm. uh, yeah, he's got a long list of guys. He can fight if he's just going to get back out there on the horse. Now Malik Mm. Scott says he's going to take some time off, but you know, who knows? We'll see.
3: I think honestly, everybody's going to take time off. I even see Joshua Usyk being something that won't be till spring, summer. Like they're going to try to push that as far away from COVID as possible. And Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like they already did it in England, but they didn't do it at Wembley, yeah. Wembley,
1: yeah,
3: Wembley. You can get 90,000 yeah. people to watch Joshua. Theory, Lusa, he so. might
2: wait for that. He might not fight the winner, of white and uh, Wallace. He might wait for that. The winner of the, that like, here's the thing. This into, is, like next summer. Maybe
3: this is my big fear. And and truth. You've been the guy that has talked about this from the beginning of us doing this show. We don't know who's the best heavyweight because the belts are the belts and this and that and everything else. I can see Tyson fucking Fury leaving those belts on the sideline. And I hate to say it, but I think that Tyson Fury is going to take his time to find the right fight and not he's, he doesn't sound like he's as anxious to be the undisputed champion of the world. And here's the reason why his path was easy. Wilder fucked that up with the arbitration. Usyk fucked that up by beating Joshua. Fury doesn't need that fight. Fury can have that fight with Anthony Joshua whenever he wants. And I think that's the only fight that he wants. I don't think he wants the belts. And it's just, it's, it's, I'm not even trying to like say that he doesn't have the passion. Cause that was the whole thing. When he came back, I want to be the undisputed champ. He goes on about being the lineal unified champ. He promotes that ring magazine belt more than any heavyweight champion in history. He is proud of his accomplishments But I just think that he wants that Joshua fight now. He's proven everybody wrong except for that. And you see the praise. I'll train Joshua for free. Oh, Joshua just had a bad night. Oh, Joshua is still number three behind Wilder, which is not a shame. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think Fury is still trying to leave that olive branch out there, and he doesn't need the belts. That said, you know for a good and goddamn fact, That that man will be cheering for Anthony Joshua in the rematch. Because that's the fight. That's the platter. That's what it is.
1: And I saw you, Truth. You were doing something when I was talking about Fury revoking the belt. You reminded me of something that I wanted to bring up to you guys. And I just completely forgot about it until you just said it right now. And I was like, oh, yeah, there we go. But conspiracy theory hat going on, boxing conspiracy theory. Here's a question for you guys. I see. I don't really know. I could be speaking on my ass. I don't know if this makes sense or not. But it's like you have all these titles with all these different promotions and all these different organizations all involved for a big money scheme, right? Is there more money for the promotions to not unify these titles and have separate? So they try to avoid that matchup.
3: 1,000%. That is no conspiracy, brother. The worst okay. thing that happened was Tia Lopez beaten Lomachenko. Like there's that happens at all levels. You want to have some level of discrepancy. Like Canelo, that's his whole goal is to just keep doing it at every division. Manny Pacquiao, that was his goal, to do it at every division. There's guys that promotions will back on all levels to do that. The heavyweight division, it's kind of, and I was talking about, is this trilogy overrated? I feel like the heavyweight division is now proving it's overrated. And these promotions are like, oh, shit. Joshua lost to Usyk, who's a fucking cruiserweight. We have nothing now. We literally have nothing. It's only fury. There's no heavyweight in the world right now that anybody fears. It's just fury. So I, to, I guess, confirm or promote your conspiracy truth, I do believe that they're all a little bit panicky right now. And this is what I was talking about last episode and the episode before. And now we know for a fact, that Usyk is going to put every belt on the line in the rematch against Joshua. I thought Usyk was going to fight to only put one or two belts on the line. And that's where the promotions would be stoked because then you have three heavyweight champions and not two. It's, it's where I hate boxing, but I also love it because there is a promotional strategy that gives us the fights we want But now I'm just not interested because I know Tyson Fury is the best. Fury can lose to whoever wins between Usyk and Joshua. And I'm still not going to put that person over Tyson Fury. Even if Anthony Joshua beats Tyson Fury twice, I'm still not doing that because Anthony Joshua never fought Deontay Wilder. You know, it's it's, right now I feel like we're kind of getting robbed of a a foundational concrete essence in in boxing history of what the heavyweight division can be. But in my personal opinion, it's fury. Even if he, like I said, even if he tanks out over the, like the fact that he was able to, to end the Klitschko reign, come back after three years, get right back on that horse. And he just beat Deontay Wilder two out of three fights, arguably three out of three, whatever happens from here on out, I don't think matters to go back to what you said before I let Bruce say, to confirm your conspiracy, yes. I do believe that the promotions don't want the undisputed champ unless the undisputed champ is promotionable. Mayweather, Canelo, Pacquiao. I don't see that in the heavyweight division, even with Tyson Fury. So I think that they they want the belts to be a little scattered. Brew, take this over. Take this over. I'm ranting.
2: <laughs> um, no, you, you hit most of the points I was going to say. I was going to say... Um, Something that my dad and I spoke about years ago, um, which is, why don't they incentivize having the undisputed champion? I know the different organizations, the WOWA, they don't, they may not want that. But let's, if there was like a, a top person or a top organization, or you know, let's just say there was like, I don't know, the the Dana White, the Vince McMahon of these organizations, but it's only one guy. Maybe if you're an undisputed champion and you defend your title, you get an extra fucking $10 million or something. You know what I mean? It would incentivize guys to go for these fights. Maybe, I don't know. It, I think money would be the only thing that would make a guy do that, but it's, it's a, I don't know, just something I dad and I spoke about years ago. Maybe it'll get the fighters to want to fight these extra, you know, extra good fighters to, to put all these belts together. Well, I mean, I I said
1: in the last episode, it's like I don't give a shit about Joshua anymore. I like that that fight does yeah. not even interest me at all. I strictly want to see Tyson Fury and Usyk. Like that's that's yeah. all I want to see now because I yeah. want to see the best and the best. That's yeah. it. Both undefeated fighters, champion, yeah. champion. That's that's your super fight. That's the fight mm-hmm. to make. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I
2: mean it's it's how it should be for the most part. It's yeah, you know, when you compare it to to everyone's debate of Michael Jordan versus LeBron, and they say Jordan's better because he has more titles. It's the same with boxing. Like I, I don't you know like, if I, I'm gonna watch the, I'm gonna watch Fury Joshua, but if Joshua's not the champ, there's not as much luster.
1: No, no, right? I want to see so, undisputed, undefeated. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's that's the pay per view I want to see. But like when it goes back to the greatest trilogy fight, like I, I do think that Wilder Fury is one of the greatest trilogy fights out there. I mean, when you make a comparison to Triple G and, and Canelo, it's like. Yeah, but those some of those fights came with controversy, like the draw one, and it probably shouldn't have been a draw, you know what I mean, compared mm-hmm. to Deontay and, yep. and Tyson's draw. Well said, like, well said that yep. draw was a draw. There's people that said Tyson won, there's people that said Deontay won. So okay, mm-hmm. that's a draw. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. the second fight, there was a disclosed winner, and okay, you know, there's 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 needs for a third. And the thing is with these guys, they fought every fight. <clears throat> It wasn't like you know they just sat back and jabbed for six rounds and then a couple of you know big punches. These guys fought and and you know tried to knock each other out from round one to round twelve, whenever the end of it was. So it's it made for an epic fight. Like it's I I I, I messaged like, I watched the next morning. And I messaged you guys right away as soon as I was done. I was all I said. What the send a send fight send like (laughs) i it was it's those kind of fights that if that happened in every single boxing match i'd be watching boxing more than i would watch the ufc yeah
2: Yeah,
3: it was just nice oh sorry go ahead no go ahead no i was just saying it was just nice to see it on the mainstream like we've seen it but it's these celebrity fights it's the celebrity fights though like right like we're in that generation now yeah even even like Connor versus Floyd was technically a celebrity fight, like it wasn't, but it was. Mm-hmm. It was one of them spectacles. You they know canelo canelo triple G Canelo Triple G didn't even grab the mainstream mm-hmm. the way this did. You had actors yeah. like the Undertaker and and Tyson Fury doing their like public exchange of messages and mm-hmm. like I love the UFC. I love mixed martial arts. I can't think ever of a matchup that could bring these many people together. And and people talk about why do boxers make more money than mixed martial artists? Because at the peak of boxing, it is still more mainstream than the UFC.
1: Well, let's I, take it back to the originator of that famous term, the baddest man on the planet that comes from the heavyweight champion of the world in boxing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Yep. So that's, yeah. Yeah.
3: It would be nice to see Usman was calling out, um, who did he call out? Uh Canelo. Actually, yeah, Canelo. he called out Canelo. Yeah. Everyone's yeah.
0: doing
3: it. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like it it's you see it now at like an exhibition slash amateur slash celebrity spectacle circus yeah. platform. Why not? You know, why not? Even PNC, if it's short. I, I would, hate it to be honest i don't mind that man i don't mind i i, I know well, what you're I, saying i hate it too because i want to see usman clean the division again stop yeah. talking about somebody in another sport but
2: yeah it's just to me it's like you know it's canelo beats plant and goes you know yeah i'm gonna go fight fucking izzy in mma rules like it's 99 percent of champion boxers are not even gonna fucking you know need three rounds to disperse of mma guy's a decent striker Do you know what i mean like this in boxing rules
3: not to cut you off who i can't think of a boxer that went to mma and was like partially successful james tony was he no, even no. successful like that's what i'm saying like
1: successful no Don't that's what i'm saying like, successfully, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is what i'm saying like we, there, there's all this talk about you know, if a boxer came over to MMA and just did what they do best, they're still better than a mixed martial yeah. artist. But we haven't no. seen One it. One
1: leg kick could change their mind. Yeah,
2: that's what I mean. That's <laughs> why I say moving. It's I'm not gonna say his name, but we all know the blonde kid that <laughs> get, is getting this going right now, and it's that's the reason why these guys are saying I want to go after so and so. Do you know what I mean?
3: What, what did my buddy say? It's uh, two four letter words. That's not fucking shit.
1: <laughs> jake <Right>? paul <laughs> but i mean aside uh, this, from this goes this goes back to my jake paul comment i don't know i don't remember if i said it. i'm pretty sure i said it in the chat not the show but yeah. it was one of those things where it's like these guys gotta fuck off with these shitty call outs because it's like who do you have the right to call somebody out underneath a contract or another company and expect results and expect these companies to yeah, right? yeah
3: and then there's the fuck whole off. like he's playing robin hood in. and then there's the like, whole argument that he's playing robin hood so he actually has sympathy and respect and people on his back. And I'm, I'm like kind of one of those people. I like that. He is platforming this conversation on fighter pay. But as I've said to you guys over the last few weeks, Dana white is just shaming that man. He's killing the fighter pay thing. Every press conference. When that question comes up, he's killing it. Mm-hmm.
1: Even if he's that whole, bullshitting. That whole Hoya rant was brilliant. on the Brilliant. Series rant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant.
3: brilliant. Brilliant, and then him talking about like
1: working shit back. The,
3: him talking about the um, I I L L B O L C O the basically the N D A. Dana was like, most of these guys don't want you to know how much they get paid because most of these guys will then have people bugging them for money, and Kevin Holland, again, kind that of trumpeting. Yeah, yes. he, again, he's trumpeting. Yeah, he's kind of trumpeting Dana White, but Kevin Holland was like. None of y'all have known how much I made aside from my purse until y'all made this fighter pay thing, a big deal. I don't want none of these motherfuckers knowing how much money I'm making. Mm -hmm. There's an argument there that it is none of our business. If Dana's cutting these deals with some of these fighters behind the scenes and the money is being exchanged legally and nobody's complaining, that's fine. You know, Nick Diaz doing the whole, I don't know how this fight got made. Nigga, I know how much this fight got. You got six figures behind the yeah. scenes. That's how this fight got <laughs> exactly. made. That
1: brings truck up to his house. This is what oh, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, like, we only,
3: we get the purses. We're lucky now to get the sponsorship cuts, but it's like fucking $20,000. fucking fight. Like, nothing yeah. crazy, but you know good and goddamn well that Dana's cutting checks behind the scenes. You know it. You know it. And that's why he said these guys want basically an, an NDA. Because, yeah, they'll disclose what they make on the purse because they have to because it's a publicly traded company. But Dana White also has his own goddamn bank account, and the UFC doesn't have to know what Dana White does. This isn't a business. This isn't a the under the table money is not illegal in the UFC. It's a fact, as far as I'm concerned. And this is the card that is- Dana's playing is like you think these guys aren't making a lot, you see that they're not making a lot, but. Are there really that many people complaining, guys? Even Misha Tate had to come out publicly after her comments and was just like, just to clarify, I owed money for people from when I fought before. And everybody's like, well, why weren't those debts paid? That's fucked up. Blah, blah, blah. Misha hasn't said a word since. Probably because Dana paid her.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Or told her to shut up or I'm cutting you.
1: (laughs) But I mean, ultimately, when it comes down to it, if these, fi- if these fighters were seriously concerned about fighter pay, it'd be the fighters that were complaining about it. It'd be the fighters that are showing their pay stubs that's coming in with no money. You know what I mean? But I think, think, think happening.
3: back to, think back to the Dave Chappelle thing that we were just talking about. Yeah. Journalists and media copying and pasting past issues and making them present. Yeah.
2: That might be the fighter pay issue. All these outside people. Yeah, I'm, on the, these I'm on. I'm the other
1: people that are complaining about fighter pay, right? Like the, yeah. your Oscar De La Hoya is, and Dana White's like, "What are you talking about, bro? Like, <laughs> uh, 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 Volkanovsky got paid uh, more money to wear the Venom gear than you paid that whole roster <laughs> in your last show that you had." So you know what I mean? Like, it was crazy when he pulled out the receipts on Chuck Liddell and people yeah. that he owed money to,
3: and like. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, man. you know what I mean? And it's like these are the people that's complaining about his fighter pay. And then people see, oh, Oscar Delahoy is talking about fighter pay. This has gotta be true. And then it's share, share, share. So there's no reading, there's no backstories, yeah. there's no Facebook research, quote unquote. Good it's good point. just you know what I mean? It's and that's how this whole situation gets started. Well, fighters are sitting back going in their pool. <laughs> their <feet> <laughs> <and relaxing.
3: laughs> well, this is just it because, like my buddy said, it's very strange that the fighter pay issue comes out as Dana White's contender series is exploding do you really think these guys would be fighting for nothing no yeah because they want a contract exactly and most of these talents are coming from the promotions that are apparently making more money than the ufc some of these guys and girls have fought in bellator some of these guys and girls have fought over in one championship most of them are regional fighters and yeah the ufc is more money than they could ever imagine mm-hmm but they could go do that overseas. They don't want to. There's something about the UFC and Dana has platformed it. You can't put a price on exposure. And at the end of the day, the UFC has 10 times the exposure of all the other mixed martial arts companies combined.
1: It's probably an exaggeration, but yeah. Ultimate fighting championship. Got a paid sponsored promotion on another fighting pay-per-view. What other company would do that? Could you imagine AEW getting a paid promotion before the main event on Mania? It would be the other way around. (laughs) You'd get that WWE ad before
3: fucking All Out or whatever they call it, All In, All Out. Yeah, see, I don't even know the name of that pay-per-view. And that's part of my... pro. Like like, That's part of your your
1: point, To be fair, they had them both, so... Oh, they do have them both? Well, the first pay-per-view they did before they officially became AEW was All In. What was that's, the other one? that's what started this whole thing. What was the Dave other one called? Meltzer, uh, no, but the... Double or nothing? That's the one. Double or nothing. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. That's this the whole one. thing started because Dave Meltzer says, nobody other than WWE can sell it at 10,000-seat arena. And Cody Rose says, I accept your challenge. Hmm. And then they had the big pay-per-view that sold out in like a minute and something or two minutes, whatever it was, 10,000-plus-seat arena. And after that, AEW was born the rest is history as they say the rest
3: mm-hmm. is history
2: it's never too late to try <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to put my producer hat on again for a second yeah for sure for sure just i know we're like coming to a close here but i just want i just want to say to <laughs> like i'm on maybe the other side of the fence with the fighter pay thing i know they're they're top draws but the last if i had to name 10 people that have complained in the last year, it's been like Bones, Jones, Masvidal, Mganu, Connor. You know what I mean? So th- there have been fighters that complain. It's just some of these guys are like the spoon, you know, the silver spoon sort of thing. Uh, but I mean, Paulo Costa apparently backed out of that fight with uh, Jared Cannonier for inadequate pay. You know what I mean? So it's it is happening. It's just you know Dana White's the man, and, and like we always say, you know whether he's paying them on the side or not. you know, these guys want to be a part of the UFC, then that's, this is what they're going to to deal with. Yeah. But does that come
1: back to, are these guys making good money or are these guys not making Jake Paul money?
2: Mm, I don't think they're ever going to make Jake Paul money. No, but that's the the argument
3: with boxing. Like you're never going to see a mixed martial artist make 40, $50 million a fight. Even Conor McGregor's like purses and gates and all this other, like the Conor McGregor. Yeah. That man is making eight figures, probably a fight, but he's still not touching twenty
1: thousand people paying to see him and him only.
2: Exactly. You saw his cut of the pay per view, right? Like that's yeah. No one else is getting that kind of money. As far as like after the fight, fact, you know what I mean?
1: Yep. And that's but that's what I don't understand though. Like I don't understand how mixed martial arts is not blown up enough that there is that much money coming in for sponsorships and shit like that, Mm. where there's there's that much money being made, like. We all yeah. talk about how boxing is such a dying sport, but yet there's still so much money in it. Like, how, like, yeah, it's, I don't it's, know how UFC hasn't, or like the MMA hasn't reached I, that level yet.
2: I attribute it to like the old, like in every other sort of, um, but well, even sports or the business world, there's the old, the old boys club. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's that, that's boxing exactly where I was run gonna by get at. These 60 to 80 year old white dudes that are billionaires. Yeah. I'm not saying like, you know, MMA is owned by some billionaires too, but it's like there's, there's these room full of, 30 40 like old ass white dudes that just they're still that like Rocky Marciano, you know, like like, that owns Rah Rah guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what, what I mean? <laughs> motherfucker.
1: Uh... M-
2: M- yeah, that's why I feel like MMA is still fairly new to those type of guys. And it's it's for years had that black eye of like being more of a brutal sport. Even though boxing, if you had to go more people have died per capita from a boxing fight and a mma we spoke about that a couple yeah. podcasts ago but yeah, yeah i think for that money wise i think it's just that the, the big money there's there's these guys that that come in and and buy these fights or you know bid on these fights and they, they don't care if they lose their shirt on it you know what i mean it's they want to be able to say i put on this guy and this guy mm, Crawford yeah. versus whoever you know what i mean so yeah but i mean i to me that's what i think i don't know why about you Chris. makes
3: sense no, it doesn't. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Like every time I see Bob Arum, I'm just I, I, I fuck you, you fucking old
2: fucking. I know. Fuck. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. I'm no fan of Eddie Hearn or um. Uh, what's his face? Mayweather's homeboy. Oh Jesus. I'm really blanking. You you can tell that we've been podcasting for this long because it's damn near midnight, <laughs> and here I am forgetting oh. Floyd Mayweather's friggin' um. Oh my God. Come on, bro. Get me, get me what here, do you, man. Do this to me. Do this you to me. His promoter, um, his uh, promoter? Uh, fucking uh, Ellerby. Leonard, 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 Leonard uh, Ellerby. Leonard Ellerby. Leonard, Leonard, Leonard yeah. Ellerby. Like, I, I like. I, I like. know you were getting at. I like yeah, that this generation. Yeah, like this generation, this yeah. newer generation. Like, even Eddie Hearn, you know, he's making his millions off of these guys. Mm-hmm. But Eddie Hearn is making sure that these guys are getting paid. The young generation are making sure these guys are getting paid. The old generation are doing the same thing. But the old generation have their fingerprints on everything. The, the newer, the younger generation of promoters, they're allowing the fighters to co-promote because they know well, that yeah. the fighters
2: sell the fight. And you look at boxing, like, I mean, even the, the exhibition with Mayweather and Logan Paul, what was it? Uh, Mayweather had $20 million just on his shorts. Do You know what I mean? Like, that's always going to be the advantage in that, you know, if you take Canelo, for example, who I don't know the exact number, but made like upwards of, I think 50 or $60 million last year, just in merch shirts and hats and whatever, like MMA. That's especially UFC. They're controlled now. Now they can't get their own sponsorship of this shit. So how much of their likeness do they get paid from Dana White and the boys? Whereas boxing, it's a free-for-all. Like it's Canelo's is his own shit. The WO IBF can't control none of that. So you know, there's a reason probably, that's another reason why boxers make more money in that sense too, you know.
3: It would be so wild to see an MMA world like boxing, where guys are jumping from, like, one to fucking Bellator <laughs> to UFC. I wish, I wish all some the of them could,
2: like, I, I do understand why they do it, but I wish, I wish they, some of them could, but I mean, we're a long ways away from that even being a possibility, the way everything's being run, but yeah. Well a champ versus champ, Bellator, UFC, one FC, all in one night, or you know what I mean? Champs versus Champs night. But like we talked about back in the day when they sent Lodell over to fucking Pride or whatever it yeah. was back then, and he got his fucking clock cleaned twice, and then Dana White was like, Yeah, no, I'm not nothing. <laughs> nothing in return. We're
3: gonna sign Pride <laughs> Fighters from here on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Come
0: on
3: down. <laughs> you guys want to come over here cuz we ain't sending nobody over there anymore.
0: <laughs>
3: no, it's uh It's one of those like it, it's not a fantasy world to think about a unified interpromotional MMA thing because I think it's going to happen. We've talked about this like this is some broken record on surreal shit right here. We've talked about this like if Bellator yeah and one and all those guys team up to make this world fighting league or whatever the hell they're going to call it. Mm -hmm. Legit, legit. That might be the catalyst where the UFC then kind of loosen the purse strings and are like, okay, you can put an ad on your shorts. Brock Lesnar. You know what I'm saying? Like I I think.
2: Oh, I was going to say whether it's um, this world fighting league, if that lasts 20 years or two weeks, I think it's irrelevant. I think, across the board MMA if they can get unions and shit like that like similar to boxing type thing and have pensions and health coverage when you retire that type of stuff that's when you're going to see the fighters be able to bounce around do you know what i mean because if if i'm an up and coming say i'm like a you know islam type fighter and i'm like you know there's there's another up and coming russian dude that fights for bellator i want to go fight him what if i go fight him and he fucking leg locks me and tears my knee up i can never fight again that's why dana white's like no fuck this shit but if there's like unionized healthcare and shit like that guys are going to be able to like okay let me go over here fight this guy or the champ will fight a champ you know and if you lose you don't lose your title but it's like maybe you get an injury that fucks up your whole career mm-hmm. where i think now it's like you're dana white and especially in, in Coker and these guys they need to protect their guys
1: and that's and you know what I mean. Yeah, that's the thing. That's it's yeah. it's pretty well almost identical to the the pro wrestling model. You know where they these guys yeah. are characters. They want to copyright. They want to own that name. Yeah, because it's yeah. like like you said, if 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 these guys were legit independent contractors and they're only paid per you know. You, as a rapper, for example, you're only paid per show mm-hmm. you do, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, so it's it doesn't matter who you do the show for. I'm paying you to come mm-hmm. do the show for me right now. So, it's until like it's until like Jones, I, I want to pay you my like, so and so tonight, like it's until yeah.
3: Live Nation signs you for a million dollars. do their
1: yeah. yeah, but you can only yeah. do their
3: shows, right? So, it's like,
1: yeah,
2: it
3: yeah. ends
1: up to you to sign that contract. That's but. it, right? And that's yeah, it, exactly. that's
3: the contract. Yeah. So, like, you just brought up the Islam thing. The UFC is young, but the UFC is old enough that there's a standard that has been set that guys aren't signing the one fight deals to jump promotions. That might be the next step of this thing. Sean O'Malley goes to another promotion. He might get an instant title shot. That's the reality of the platform that the UFC offers. Yeah. So if they do loosen up the purse strings a little bit and it becomes a wager war, I think what Dana has already done is he's created a foundation and a legacy with the UFC that even if another promotion offers more money or has better fighters or has a better roster, as Bellator challenged a few years ago, I can't say that they were really truly close, but they were as close as they were ever going to be. Money. The UFC will always have it. And I feel like some of these other promotions, they don't have an unlimited well worth of cash. I feel like the UFC, they got the Chinese backers. They're publicly traded. Dana's not broke. The Fertitas aren't broke. Nobody's broke involved with the UFC. And I'm not saying that these people overseas are broke or even the Bellators and such in the States, but show us proof that you can just throw the money because the UFC has shown that they can throw the money. They just don't want to be that business.
1: And I respect it. And you I think respect. a kid like Sean and you think a kid like Sean O'Malley doesn't know that? You know what I mean? Like it's there's a reason why he's already talking about free agency when he still has two fights left. That's an old pro wrestling move, brother. You're playing yeah. both sides of the fence to up
2: your new contract when your contract runs out. You know what I mean? In the like ranking in the ranking comment which he got a lot of heat for but I respected He's like I get the same whether I fight Dominic Cruz, Peter Young. 100% Algmaine Sterling are a guy's ranked 30. So why the fuck do I want to, do I want to take a top 5 guy right now and he has a great so point? Now
1: right? that's a negotiation tactic he can exactly. bring into his next contract. Oh, you want me you, think, you want
2: me to be a main event guy? Well let's yeah. pay me main event money.
1: Right? Exactly. And you think Dana White's going to want to spend all of his time and his money and his energy to build this guy like Sean O'Malley to just let him go to Bellator? It's, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. he's it's all a game. It's all it's all a game. It's all the numbers. It's all yep. it's 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 the business. All right. I got these goddamn hiccups back again. Jesus Christ. It's the whiskey. You should be drinking a proper 12. Oh, yeah, I know. I didn't even do my sponsorship for the night. We'll end the show.
3: Cutty, Cutty Sark. I thought it was called Cutty Shark. Who the fuck is that guy? (laughs) I don't know who he is, but he's giving me hiccups. This is the fucking second time tonight. I've had these ruthless hiccups. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ, Brew. Had a few people asking when's the uh when's the next True Fatherhood Stories episode out?
2: Oh yeah, sorry. I um I have another one ready. Uh I'm hoping to release it by the weekend. Um, it's it's just another top 10 style, it's not the interview one. Um but yeah, it's gonna be, I would say, at the latest Friday, Saturday. Sweet. Yeah, and I, truth I, I had some other things pop up and take care of
3: these hiccups are brutal. Fuck, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> killing me man, killing me um and truth you were talking at the start of the show about your uh, upcoming wrestling bookings but give oh fuck these (laughs) are bad give the people a reminder brother of when these shows are the next couple of weeks
1: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages if you want to see myself aka jonathan cross i will be coming to your area if you live in yarmouth that'll be this saturday october 16th be killing shit out there. Uh, um, it's an iffy thing right now. Uh, October 16th is for UCW. Uh, October 22nd for all you folks out in Bear River. Don't hold me to that right now because I'm not 100% sure on this event. Uh, the, the event uh, promoters, uh, North Pole Wrestling, are coming in from Moncton. So I don't know if that event's still going to happen. Um, but all you local folks, all you guys have been saying, once you do a local show, I want to come see you. Well, I'm doing a local show. We're going to be at Spryfield uh, at the Spryfield Lions Rink, right in behind JL Isley, the brand new shiny looking building they just built there. It looks looks fabulous, uh, but I'll be there October 30th. Um, it's going to be a big Halloween night, too. So, you know, if you want to dress up and all that shit, there's going to be competitions. Uh, I think it's the fans get involved. I think you can bring a weapon for a big match that happens that night. Um, don't quote me on that though, because I don't want nobody bring like brass knuckles and shit like that. Uh, check into it before I say anything further. I'm pretty sure that's what I heard though. Uh, anyways, October 30th, Spryfield Lions Rink. Your boy's gonna be there. Uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm super excited. But this weekend coming up, I'm going to Yarmouth. Oh, it's gonna be a long day. It's gonna be a long day. <laughs> that's the, why can't they make that closer? Like why does it have to be so far away? Yarmouth. Yes, they should sure build, yeah, a big super bridge from Halifax to yarmouth Yeah, give Elon Musk over here with one of those fucking connector tubes <laughs> yeah. and shoot me over there in fifteen minutes. <laughs> 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 yeah. I fucking love it. I shouldn't promote anything else on October
3: thirtieth, but uh boxing event at the Forum. The homeboy Brett Beaton making his pro debut. Don't know who he's fighting. I
1: totally, I totally get wrestling's not everybody's thing. So if you like boxing, go check this shit out too. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I think it's at the forum. Uh, This is terrible. I should have this plug in front of me. I don't. I'm doing this fucking hiccups off the top of my head. But uh, shout out to the boy Brett Beaton. He don't have to wait much longer, and that makes me very happy. I think um, uh, Mitchell Mitchell's uh, making his pro debut. Oh, my God. Mitchell Paquette's making his pro debut, too. I, I, I could be on the poster. yeah.
1: Day. Yeah. I've, I'm, his opponent was 2B announced at the time, I believe.
3: Man, listen, don't fuck with 2B announced, man. 2B announced just hit a three-run home run for the Red Sox the other night. So, <laughs> I mean, got to be careful. And shout-out to the friends, Fight League Atlantic. Three days, 19 hours, 6 minutes, and 44 seconds. We'll uh, add about 12 hours to that. So, three days and about six hours from FLA 2 back to work, Moncton Coliseum. October sixteenth, uh, seven p.m. I thought that was our, the length of our latest possible podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Three days, nineteen hours. No, uh, yeah. Shout out, shout out to the homeboys, F.L.A. October sixteenth. If you're in the Moncton area, go get some tickets, or don't donate some tickets. This is so bad. I'm so mad. I have these hiccups right now. This is brutal. I'm gonna send this to those guys. I was like, you guys, you guys got to like, like just promo me doing the hiccups trying to get this
1: shit out. Hopefully they <laughs> have tickets in Moncton for yeah. The show that he was talking about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I,
3: I I just I hope I have one of the boys on before the event, but if not not we'll definitely have somebody on after. I gotta log off boys. I don't know if I have to puke or like just <laughs> drink
2: a lot of water but these hiccups are <laughs> Fuck, we we chatted a, a fair amount tonight. I just don't know where yeah, they came probably. from. Also, my shout out for the evening goes to Mandy Rose. <laughs> don't ask why. I don't want to know why. <laughs> Actually, shout-out to all these uh, fake wrestling female accounts that are following me on TikTok, because I don't comment on anybody's shit, so I don't understand why they're fine to me. You probably liked one picture somewhere or something like that. Something, a video. <laughs> wipe, check, the, hey, ch- check
1: all the Mandy Rose pictures and then check the comments. You'll probably find these same people. In Mandy oh, Rose. yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah, that's where it's coming from. Stop liking Mandy yeah. Rose so much a little stalker. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy Rose.
2: <laughs> Mandy. That's my shout out for the evening. Bro, her and wait, Otis?
3: Wait.
1: Actually,
2: go. What? You didn't think they were together?
1: No, no. But she broke up with her real boyfriend because of it. Chris is going back. Like he's, he's this he's, is he's August. Another-
0: no,
3: this is from August, August twenty twenty one. She revealed that her on screen WWE romance with Otis was her idea, and her oh, yeah. real life, her real life boyfriend had a problem with it. I don't think they yeah, broke up though interesting oh, oh yeah who hey, is she with
0: yeah
3: who is this guy
1: <laughs> all right <laughs> it was <laughs> me <laughs> Jason Burles. it's never too late to try
2: <laughs> You're <never> okay <laughs>
3: that is a funny fucking
1: picture i'm sorry
2: oh yeah Yeah. me
3: and
1: my honeybee listen bro
3: i wish i wish you saw fucking heavy machinery man like otis i don't even know how to describe it like otis was almost peak face but wasn't if that makes sense like i don't know how to describe otis's Mm -hmm. like the money in the bank was a missed opportunity in my opinion i don't know i don't know maybe i'm wrong
1: truth Finish the show with I this one. I want to get on that because it's <clears> going to be 16 hours of uh, that conversation. <laughs> I will say I like old Otis. I like new Otis too. So I'm happy either way. Who the fuck is Tino? Oh, yeah. so-
3: Tino Sabatini is her boyfriend.
1: Tino know Sabatelli. He just got released not too long. ago. Oh Sabatelli. Oh, Sabata-
3: oh, I said Sabatini. Rory Sabatini. I
2: was say it's not Bruno Sammartini's kid.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bruno Sammartino. Uh,
2: yeah, exactly. It's different.
3: Okay, okay. Well, God you know what? I, brother. Good for this oh, guy. Good for this man. guy.
1: He ain't ugly. Good for her. Oh, yeah. He was a, he used to be a San Francisco 49er, I believe. Oh, he played football. Okay. Yeah, he used to be in the NFL.
3: Nice. Oh, fuck. What the fuck? What's his name again?
1: Tino? Tino Sabatelli. Oh, my God.
3: His name is Sabby?
1: Sabby? Oh, what
3: Stanford. the fuck? That's dude from AEW. Yes. Oh. I saw him last week or the week before. Okay. Okay. Do, 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 do. Yeah, dude played for the Buccaneers. The Browns Buccaneers, and the I Chiefs.
2: Yeah. Ch- Chiefs, maybe that's what yeah. like I yeah, yeah, he, he played, played in the Chiefs. NFL. NFL has NFL fostered a lot of wrestlers. Two
1: thousand seventeen. Which is weird because they get a career ending injury in the NFL, but then yeah. they go pro- like how does that work? Yeah. I they don't They go bang their
2: bodies even worse. Yeah, I don't understand how that works, but Okay, and he, in six uh, there's years some big, there's some big NXT news tonight, fellas.
3: Does it have to do with Mandy Rose? I won't say I, anything. I more. did just see it.
1: Nope. <laughs> oh okay. No. Fun. No. Fun. Did you say NXT news?
2: Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. some... yeah. Anyway, I won't go on about it, but somebody we've oh. talked about did something big tonight. <sighs> All right,
3: totally. I, I totally know totally I already it. said this like 10 minutes ago, but I gotta get these fucking hiccup hiccups in. Yeah. Ah.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
3: Me? Love you boys. Love you um, yeah, just yeah, that's at Pod Shop
1: Network.
2: Podshop baby. You know the real though? badly on the,
1: froze. On on the real though, like if you get Instagram, Twitter, all that shit, give us yeah. a follow. You know what I'm saying? Hit it up. There's gonna be big things coming soon.
2: YouTube page coming with highlights.
1: Yes, there's there's a bunch of, of things in the works as we speak. I've finally figured a way to download all the audios for all your shit. So I'm just going to be going through clipping a bunch of random stuff from old episodes.
2: Yep. Hiccup
1: no. free. Hiccup free. Hiccup free. Hiccup free. I hope so, at least. Oh, fuck. All right, fellas.
2: All right.
3: After. Take care. I don't even know how many hours, but this was fantastic again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> These hiccups are killing me, fellas. All right, y'all be good. All right. All guys. right. Love you guys. Love you too.